Welcome to Pauli Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Pauli Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. I'm definitely far from shy. We're going to be ranting about a lot of stuff. Not just about boxing, I'm opinionated on life in general, many sports topics and politics. Pauli doesn't hold back. The two time world champion, Pauli the Magic Man. Hey, I haven't seen you in ages. I know, man. Paulie said you retired. Once you had your son, you retired. You said you I retired from a lot of things, but not <laughs> podcasting. Yeah, we're on, bro. Oh, it's all right. Not nice of me to welcome, nice of you guys to welcome me to my own show. Nice. We, we're just recording. This isn't live. It's oh, okay. Oh, nice. Edit all, all right. this out. Nice. Now nice. it's going to be fun to leave it in now. Hey, you're oh. a big shot now. You're a big superstar now. Go ahead, start the show. My man. <laughs> well, all right, we'll start the show. Uh, Paulie Malanji, Peter Cards, Brooklyn to the, to the World. We're here with Showtime. We're here at the Brona Garcia weigh-in. We're live, but we're, this show is not going to be on live. We're not up to that. We're to live, the, but we're, we're not, not up live. to those standards yet. Recording Everybody's live. excited. We see big baby Jerome Miller walking through. Big baby's in the here. house. Big baby's in the house walking through. Getting, getting ready for his weigh-in. Hey, hey. What's up? It's Harry Keat. Gleason's Jim Fame. Best Stop Boxing Club. Bernie My Mac. man. <laughs> My man. All the old school. Demetrius Salida. We got them all over here. Everybody's... everybody's My man. You look, you look familiar. <laughs> everybody's uh, Everybody's here at this weigh-in. Everybody's here at this weigh-in hanging out, you know? Eugene, what's up, brother? Eugene. So, so Seth, we're, we're, uh, we're excited about tomorrow's fight. I mean, the, the big talk has been, the big talk has been about uh, McGregor and Mayweather all uh, all this time. Uh, we had the press tour and whatnot. But I mean, this is to me has the potential to really steal the show as far as the summertime fights are concerned. This is a major, major fight tomorrow night. I'm excited. I I can hardly wait. I can, I, I really have a hard time picking a winner because it's two guys who have gotten here with opposite styles. Opposite styles inside the ring, but the common denominator is they've both been successful and they've both had a lot of knockouts. So that makes for excitement. What? Hey, before, before I can't wait for this fight. Guys, this is a this is one of those. Wait, uh, wait guys, guys. What are, we, what are we doing? This is episode 100. 100. Uh, it's only right we do it from a from a, a special place like a big Wayne. Yeah. No, that's so, what we. Well, that's what I've been trying to tell you. Whoa, whoa! Congratulations. It's been great working with you guys. Hundred out of here. It's been great the, working where, with you, sir. Wait, where's the balloons? I don't understand. Yeah, I know. There's some confetti. Anything? They promised me the clown. They said they get you the Apollo Creed outfit. What's going on over here? I don't. I don't. I don't. Throw get a it. chair. Throw a chair. Throw, throw a chair. chair. Throw, throw, throw a drink at least. Throw a something. drink, Mo. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, the whole time I'm thinking, on episode 100, we were gonna have like fireworks, sort of celebration. No, no confetti. We were, we were gonna have uh, some sort of uh, some sort of happy time over here. Where's Brian? Let's get Brian. Yeah. Where's Brian? Anyway, we're, we're we're trying to get you guys to know to know the show a little bit better than we've uh, than we've been doing so far. We're trying to do a bit a bit more regular shows. Uh, you know, I actually leave back for Vegas Monday. How are we gonna do the show next week when I'm uh, when I'm in Vegas? Is, this is what we're gonna do. What I, are we gonna do? I didn't want to say this on the show, but I'll say it. You're not going to talk to anybody. You're going to call me, and we're going to put our show out. If you want to know what the hell's going on, they can listen to our show and find out. It's yeah. a new interview with everybody. The, the, only problem with, the only problem with that is they have to actually find our show and actually listen to our show. Go find it. <laughs> yeah. If you want to talk to you, say, hey, I talked about it on my podcast. Go check it out. Yeah. It's 
So you won't do that, though. You, like, you talk to everybody. You're too nice, Paulie. You're too nice. No, nobody finds our show. You know how many people? I still, I still get people on. I still get people on Twitter telling us they can't find Three the show. Three people. Don't find the show. <laughs> Sometimes I even answer Three them. People. Sometimes I even answer. Hey, them. Hey, if they want to know how how it was with Connor, and you say listen to my podcast, I guarantee our numbers go by by yeah. one hundred fifty thousand percent. You think so? Yeah, I'm, I'm an analytics uh, guy. I, I'm I agree. To, I'm trying to figure out how my boy Brendan Schaub does it. My boy Brendan Schaub told uh, me he had a million listeners already. Uh, and I, I, on the interview, I saw this Leonard Ellaby, Team Mayweather hey, in the house. We, we actually uh, got we actually got a plan. What's the plan? I, I can't tell. It's a top secret plan. I can't say it. We'll say it off the air. All right. We uh, got a plan. Well, uh, hopefully the plan is that we'll get us, we'll, our, our listeners will actually be able to access our show. And yes. we'll, we'll actually be doing regular shows and make yes. this thing worthwhile for the fans. Yes. Right? So... Tomorrow night, you know what else I'm excited about tomorrow night? Nobody's talking about the Jamal Charlo fight with uh, huh? Juan Sebastian Highland. That's my you know guy. What? what, Jamal Charlo, Juan Sebastian, my man, what's going on? What, Jamal Charlo and Juan Sebastian Highland, that's your guy? Charlo's my guy. Charlo's, Charlo's a good good fighter. He's, he's one of the better fighters. One of the better fighters so in sport. Break this down for a second. What's what's the TV portion for tomorrow? What do we what do we got? Well, we got Highland and Charlo. Right. And, and then we, AB and yeah, Mike. And, and, and on the Facebook live page or, or is, uh, is Big Baby? Yeah, Big Baby's fighting uh, Gerald Washington. Gerald Miller's fighting Gerald Washington. I think there's another fight on that. Oh, Katie, Katie Taylor. Oh, right, right, right. Might be on the uh, Facebook Live portion of it. So 9 o'clock Charlo, correct? 9 o'clock Charlo, but we got to, everybody go out there. I think the heavyweight fight is going to be fun between Gerald Miller and Gerald Washington. Really, if you can get a Facebook Live and you can get uh, uh, the internet stream from Showtime for the undercard, really, I really advise you to check it out because Katie Taylor's always been exciting, obviously, since she turned pro. And the, the Miller versus Washington fight, I think it's fun. I think the Miller versus Washington fight is a lot of fun, and there's a lot of potential there with that fight to, to be explosive. Uh, be exciting, and uh, probably end in a knockout. And uh, both guys, are, a lot of been t- a lot of talk been going on between these yeah, two. Yeah, a lot of guys. Uh, both guys have been uh, prepared, pre- predicting a knockout, and uh, I think uh, I think it'll make for a fun fight. If, if anybody hasn't seen Jerome Miller talk, he's a, he's a, he's another OG Brooklyn kid. Uh, um, he's uh, he's original Brooklyn. Uh, he, a lot of trash talking. He's got a chip uh, on his shoulder. Chip on his shoulder, just like the original Brooklyn does. And uh, he wants to show. I want to. He wants to prove it, sh- show it to the world. You know. And uh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> we got we momentarily got, distracted. We got distracted there. We, we call her Senza Bra, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my man, what's up, guys? All right. Got some. Right, there's the Sky Sports team. Sky, Sky Sports team here in the house. All, all, all A bunch of fans here. Uh, we're excited about seeing us. Yeah. Uh, so, but but uh, do, you, do, you, do you actually think, Seth, do you, do you think these people are listeners? Do these people realize we have a podcast? They do. Because uh, how do we you let are, the world know that we have a podcast? Well, you're fueling it with negativity, so you right. got to think positive, man. We sounds think, like, he sounds like a Democrat. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so what do we do? First get the sand out Let's of your Let's just vagina. get it going. Huh? Katie Taylor's here. That's Katie Taylor. Katie Taylor getting ready for her way in, too. That's Team Taylor. Good luck. Yeah, we did it one time so far. Next week again. He's not allowed to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Katie, you know Katie Taylor just came by asking me how uh, work was going with Conor McGregor. Seth, Seth decided to give the answer for me. Well, because you weren't saying nothing, so I had to tell her like it is. Yeah. Hey, well, no, I want to ask you one thing about that. Uh huh. How did you know? Because you retired in March. Forget Conor for a second. How did you feel being in the ring? And like, you know, how did you feel? And then like. Was it like a mentally more relaxing knowing that you're just sparring and you're not like getting ready for a fight and you don't have to like cut weight or anything because you look big. So how did how did it feel for you just to be in the ring? How did it feel? How did it, how did it feel to be in the ring? How, how did it feel to be in the ring with Connor? Um, no, no, you. How did you feel? 
Um, no, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a, you, how did you feel being back in the ring? You, oh, it felt good. No, no, I felt all right. You know, and it, it wasn't too bad. You know, obviously you got to get some of your timing back a little bit and that'll come back a little by little. I actually got some sparring in yesterday because, uh, while I was in New York with, uh, Thomas Cornflake Lamana, you know, just wanted to keep, uh, keep my rhythm going. And I think, uh, I think we'll get, we'll get that going. I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get some better work in next week as well. And it'll continue to work. We'll see. Cause right now we just got the one day, you know, we worked on Thursday. I thought we were going to work Saturday again. We did not, uh, but uh, I assume we'll be working again when I get back. And I know you mentioned in an interview, you said you guys had a conversation. You guys had a nice man-to-man -man conversation. Yeah, afterwards, you know, he was saying, you know, how he'd want me to stay in camp and uh, we'll continue to work. So he was cool. You know, but Connor's also stays to himself. I mean, he's got to focus and whatnot. Yep. So he's not like hanging out and just chilling out in camp. You know, he's of course. He's, uh, he's, he's, working hanging, hard. he's working hard. He, he talks for a few minutes in the gym, but then he goes back to his uh, living quarters and uh, he kind of gets focused, you know. No, so it's, cool. it's not guys, the kind of camp where we're just hanging out, you know. No, but it's cool. You guys, you guys, you guys could keep talking about Connor and sparring and all the nonsense that you can't talk about anyway. Meanwhile, AB's getting naked. Uh, well, get let's get on. Let's check this out. Oh, Half whoa. naked. Pause. Yeah, stand on the chair. You're a little short. We got my nephew Mikey here. He stands on the chair, and who stands on the chair next to him? Paulie. Imagine my nephew's still taller than him. Pete, what do you see? Pete, Pete what do you see? Uh, I don't see much. I see Rex with the uh, WBC belt. That was a new addition, right? What is this the WBC? Junior, junior. It's a WWE World. Intercontinental Championship. Right. Yeah. WBC. Uh, let's make this for a belt. Belt. Coming to the stage, the problem. AB looks fit. Let's hear the weight. 140 on the nose, I bet. Woo! 138! Wow, Adrian Broner underweight. 138! Adrian Broner, AB underweight. AB hasn't been 138 since he was born, or since he won the title at 135. Since he won the title at 135. All right, let's see the stand down. Are they going to do stand down now? Uh oh. Mike, wait, what did Mikey weigh? What did Mikey weigh? 139 and a half or something? This is a stand down. This is what the guys wait for. This is what. This is what they all, everybody waits for right here. AB looks fierce. AB's jumping up and down. AB's oh, talking. man. AB's talking. He's, he's used, you're used to that. Still talking. Woo! I like Mikey's all business, man. I like that. And Mikey, Mikey's just a different cat. He told Mikey's, two just, Mikey's ignoring and smiling. I didn't say I don't like AB. I just like Mikey. I like, I like yeah, his yeah. style. They're two different yeah. guys completely. Well, this is what I'm saying. This is the polar opposites that they are. You know, uh, both getting, both promoting this fight in different manners. Uh, they they have their personal styles. And uh, Garcia, Garcia is going to be very effective tomorrow, but he does it in a quiet way. Broner's is going to be very effective, but he does it in a more loud and provocative way. This is what makes the fight fun. The opposite styles, both inside the ring and outside the ring. This is opposites attract, and I think it makes for an exciting fight. Mikey extended his hand to shake his hand, and uh, to shake AB's hand. AB just shook his hand, and then uh, that's it. Off the scale they go. 
right, bring it I'm back, sorry, guys. guys. I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> I've really been waiting for this one. This is one that... I just got a little more excited about this. Right, exactly. I'm a little more excited about this fight. What about the Garcias, huh? What about the Garcias? Best hairline in boxing. The Garcias. No I mean, I was interviewing them this morning the, in the fighter meetings. <laughs> Eduardo Garcia. Roberto Garcia. Eduardo started the hairline. I mean, you know the, I mean? He, he's got, he hasn't lost a hair in all his life. Eduardo's hairline. You jealous bastard. <laughs> I am. I Me too. You, I, I, okay, relax, cue ball. <laughs> Eduardo, Eduardo's hairline is something out of this world. I mean, the yeah. guy's like 100. But he doesn't have, like, he doesn't he have a forehead. He's got a two-head. Right? No, right, right. Let, let, two. let me borrow one. Uh, use all of that. <laughs> I mean, something else. And then Robert Robert takes it for granted. Robert just shaved his head on a crew cut. I, 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 I think a comment about it. There, he's just like, ah, whatever. Like, buddy, you gotta appreciate what you got. Yeah, At least Mikey grows it out. He's got the quaff. There you have it. Both guys speak. Both guys are ready. And then Mikey Garcia's interview. Mikey Garcia just finished up with his interview. Adrian Broner, a typical Adrian Broner interview. He just had his birthday. Was it yesterday, today, Seth? I don't even know which day it was. But um, him and they had him and his twin brother up on stage. Gave him a little, gave him a little cake. And then um, they, um, they they proceeded to talk a little bit of stuff. You know, he uh, he said he's gonna he's gonna quote fuck him up, so to speak. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's that's save me for you, right? Yeah. And Mikey Mikey was basically talking. You know, this is what I, I've loved about this entire promotion, this entire fight is, it's basically everybody keeping their identity, and, and, and it's it's polar opposites in identity. You know what they say? Polar opposites attract, right? So, Mikey Garcia has been effective, but he's been effective in a very conservative way, in a very, you know, not so much trash talking, not so much razzle-dazzle, razzmatazz, but inside the ring, he's got all the razzmatazz. He's got highlight reel type of knockouts, big knockouts, big punching power, and he's been fun to watch for that reason. Adrian Broner brings all the razzmatazz, all the, all the, uh, all the hot dog in, all the shaking and baking, so to speak, both inside the ring and outside the ring, and, um, here in the interview again we saw the polar opposite ways of their personality you saw he'd be talking a bunch of smack but having a good time doing it but he looked focused that's very important mikey looked very conservative talked about his uh the, the x's and o's that he goes for a knockout if he sees the opportunity but he's a tactical fighter he's a tactical personality i, li I like it I li this is why i'm so intrigued by this fight because they've both been able to be very successful at their respective styles question both personality for both, and style question for both of you pete first who is this fight more important for? Because they're both at very different points in their career. It's a great question because one's undefeated and one's at a at a pivotal point. Um, I guess you could you can make cases you can make cases for uh, both guys that, that you know you can see it both ways. But I want to say I want to say Mikey because Mikey's still. On the rise. Yeah, like he, he's undefeated. He's a three-time world champion in his own right, but he isn't at that superstar level. He, yet. Right, and he and he had the layoff. I think this is really like if he gets by AB, that opens a lot. Of it doors. opens up a lot of doors. He can go back to 135. He can stay at 140 if he's comfortable. And he's um, a guy who's like a hybrid, almost like a. Who was a fighter got in an accident? Was going from 160 to 147. Paul Paul Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey could be like that kind of because there's guys to fight. You know, like Lomachenko wants to fight. I know those fights are hard to make, but and he got he's got a lot of options. Yeah. I actually Big I actually fights. was just looking at them on stage. This fight just got a lot closer to me. I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't take too much from the weigh-in, but um, I I predicted AB was going to come in like 142. 
He came in oh, with no. one. I think thirty eight no, no, no. point half a million dollars a pound was the penalty. Uh, yeah. There's no so. way he was going to give up a million dollars. They'll know no shot. Took part of his liver yeah, out. He actually, well, yeah, he actually was so careful. He came in underweight. He came oh, in underweight, exactly. Yeah. Paul, but also, what I was going to say was, you know, I've I've heard a lot of people. I mean, five to one is insane. Obviously, five I to one is that that was originally at one point. That's obviously insane. AB had a little uh, issue with that as well. I understand where he's Rightfully coming from. So. Because yeah, exactly because. Mikey could be a favorite to win. He's undefeated, but you know, at the same time, he's coming up to 140. He hasn't fought at 140. Not for nothing, Broner has a great chin, and everybody's like, "Oh, Mikey hits like, yeah, he does." We got to see if he can bring that to 140, though. Yeah, and, you know, Mikey's not all just punching either. He can box. Absolutely, I mean, yeah, he's a technician. Paulie, same to you. Like, who, who do you think is this, this is a bigger fight for? Like. Who do you think has more to lose, I guess, by losing I this I think fight? they both have a lot to lose, and here's why. And I'm going to explain to you what each guy has to lose. Mikey Garcia missed three, two, two and a half, three years. Missed two and a half, three years uh, because of the top-ranked dispute. So he's got to make up for lost time. And a lot of the promotion, a lot of people don't know who he is, because, even though he's such a great fighter because he missed so much time. you got to be in the public eye in order to have that fame. So now, because of that, he needs to make up for lost time and get these key wins in a shorter amount of time and get himself back on track. AB, it's important for him because a lot of people start to write him off because of the fact that, you know, he's had so many out-of-the-ring problems, so many out-of-the-ring distractions. And this a loss here kind of solidifies everybody's doubts about him. But a win here, and I really believe he can be a pay-per-view star because boxing is kind of in need of the next pay-per-view star. He generates a lot of ratings, a lot of opinions, and uh, a win here kind of does that trick. And I, you know, you see, like, I think about Charlo and I think about uh, Mikey. They're both undefeated champions. I know Charlo's a one-division champion, but he's going up to 160. These guys have a lot of potential to blow up, no? Yeah, a lot of potential to blow up, and they have, still have the youth on their side. I think Mikey's 29. I think J J Jamel is about 26, 27. Uh, Jamal is 26, 27, so is Jamel. But, um, you know, I think that with time on your side, you have, a, you have a chance to continue to get results. And with time on your side, you're able to continue to grow your fame. Let's check out Little Highland and Charlo as they're face-to-face. Uh, -face. They're playing in right now. Okay, face to face, Highland and Charlo. Jamal is actually the taller of the two. By a few inches. Good height advantage for Jamal. Uh, Highland's no slouch, though. Highland comes to fight. It should, it should be a very interesting fight. Charlo looks good at the new weight, though. You know what I mean? He does. First weight, first weight at 160 pounds. First fight at 160 pounds. And he looks like his body's able to breathe a little bit. He's, uh, he looks good at the weight. He looks solid at the weight. And uh, he looks in shape. I'm curious what he hydrates to. I'm curious as well. But Highland has uh, been a more natural middleweight, even though he's a shorter guy. And let me tell you guys, Highland may not have the skills that a Charlo has. Not too many people do. But Highland is definitely a, a tough comer. He's a guy who goes, makes a go of it. He's a southpaw. He throws a lot of punches. He puts you in tough positions, and he makes you really doubt yourself if you don't have the ability to hold him off. So it'll be very interesting to see this fight as well in a good clash of styles. It's also good to see the if he if Charlo's bringing his power up with him because he's another one that at 154. Yeah, it's always a curious thing too when you walk away. How much power can you take up with you? You guys know better than me. I don't know. I, I get this. I get a sneaking suspicion that he's going to be pretty powerful at 160. I'm just, just a gut this is a gut feeling. Yeah, he looks low, he looks good at the weight, you know, and he, he looks even like I said he looks even uh, uh bigger than Highland. So he, he looks good at the weight and he's uh I think he'll continue to fill into the weight very well. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast 
Podcast Network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We got Jamal and Highland. We didn't really make out a lot of what they said. It wasn't it wasn't uh, any crazy trash talking among the two. Both guys look focused, and uh, both guys always make for fun fights. Charles uh, all business. We were just talking. Highland made Garcia look like a talker. We're, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try to make uh, we're gonna try to get AB over here if we can. We're gonna attempt to get AB over here at our desk. His for a boy, talk after his his boy White Ticket was just here. Stop by. And- let us know that uh, great. AB's going to get some hey. food in him and uh, try Time to swing Guys, what, what happens if, if Charlo, like hypothetically, Charlo wins this fight and he's a mandatory, who's going to fight him? What champ is going to fight him in the middleweight? Golovkin. Is he? Yeah, that's the, that's the champion. That, uh, you, the, the problem with Golovkin is everybody avoids him. I don't think Golovkin avoids anybody at that weight anyway. At 160, he doesn't avoid anybody. Now, with the whole the whole different promoters and stuff how does that work you work it out I, I just think you worked that out yeah i think you worked that out um, the same way the same way danny worked it out but i'm telling you don't, don't, don't count child don't count Hay- i had to say halen not highland halen don't count halen the uh, short though you know i i, I said uh, hypothetically he could give a he, I, I mean you favor Charlo to win but this may not be an easy one to win you know this may not be just a, a cakewalk in the park you know is, is the miller versus washington fight uh waiting yet because that's gonna be a fun way in. i think that's gonna be a fun way because it's it's been all trash talking. They better get some big security up on stage for that stare yeah. down, bro. Because <laughs> you get, if those big boys start to rumble, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be not. It's not gonna be easy to what, separate. One them, six you know? six, one six five, something like that. What? Right? One guy six six, one six five. Yeah. Nah. They're both like what? Two fifty, two forty. Yeah. yeah, right. Jarrell told me he's two ninety five this point. What? Come on, bro. Two ninety five. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bro. Wow. They call him Big Baby for a reason. <laughs> Wowzers! <laughs> They're heavyweights. They they just uh, most of the time step on the scale fully clothed because it doesn't yeah, really yeah. matter. I, I didn't feel bad eating in front of Jarrell this morning when right, he did exactly. the Spider-Man interview. You know, no, you, he, he, he ate too. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't skipped any meals. How were those spider meetings today? The fighter meetings were good. Um, I think interesting. Hold on, let's see who's next. Rashi Warren. Rashi Warren. Rashi Warren is on this card too. I didn't even know Rashi was on. This is his first. This is his first fight since uh, he lost the title. He lost the title to uh, um, to Hatton's guy, Double Z, ZZ. Uh, what is that? ZZ Top. Yeah, no, that's they call him. They call him ZZ Top of them. So Rashi is fighting now. Let's check out this Wayne. Probably a comeback type of fight. Sure. Probably a comeback type of fight. My nephew Mikey's standing behind me. He sees Rashi Warren's team with like luggages. He goes, "What are they moving in?" <laughs> <laughs> Is this a Mayweather Promotions fight? Yes, yes. But he, he ain't coming. He ain't coming though, right? He's not coming. I'm training. Floyd's training. I doubt he's coming anyway. Rashi Warren, one fourteen. They just they just weighed what I just ate. One fourteen. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> one fourteen. Yeah, so I was born at one fourteen. You've taken poops bigger. Well, that's the weight of Rashi at the world title at right, one hundred fifteen pounds. He blows up in between camp. He gets to like one twenty. Real <laughs> splurger. <laughs> Half a hot dog. <laughs> Pete, why you? Why oh, you, this is there you go. Why are you a weight shamer? 
Rashid getting in that face. Rashid has like that 80s look, no? Yeah, he does. Right? He looks like Prince. Right, he has an Ayla with and that he got the purple and the headband. Purple rain. Wow. Yeah. Rashi looks like a purple right, right. Look at the 80s. Look like he's out of the 80s, right? Rashi. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> Rashi looks straight out of 1987, bro. Rashi right. looks like one of the Commodores. <laughs> <laughs> he's focused, though. Yeah, no, he's, he's focused. He's like the meanest Commodore. <laughs> All right, he's back. I don't know, I, I'm an 80s guy, though. I, I don't mind it. I got to be honest. No, no, I, I like you, the 80s. You like that. You're into that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I condone that kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> you, you would wear a purple. You would wear a purple do-rag in a way, and you definitely would. <laughs> what are you, you trying to say? for no reason at all. He's excited to be here, Pete. Just, just literally walked in and clapping. Everything's over. What do you think his problem is? I don't know. He's, uh, well, he's, he's with the can man, so I guess... I guess he's excited for tomorrow's festivities. Uh oh, here we go. Here's the big head. The big boy's gonna weigh in. Uh -oh. Miller Washington. We're gonna have to check this one out. This one they gotta watch out for. They better get security up on stage. The way these guys are talking. You see uh, Gerald Washington up there. He, look, what about he's as tall as the Corona? Uh, <laughs> the bottle. Is it a mountain or a man? Dude, he was great. This, this, I mean, if anybody could get, like, whoever's coming to the fight, if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. This, I think, is going to steal the show on the undercard. This is what a lot of people have been waiting for. Jarrell, Jarrell's waiting for an opportunity like this. He was great on the Celtics, too. Big baby. Yeah, how much does how much does Washington weigh if 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 Jarrell is two ninety five? How much does he eat? About two hundred and two yeah, pounds. Less. Washington probably weighs less. He's you know, Jarrell has a lot of soft. Uh, uh, this guy is a big dude. Let's see what he weighs. Let's see what he weighs. Two forty eight. Two forty eight. He has a sign that says, "Notice, this is a drug-free, <laughs> a drug-free workplace." He's saying this is a drug-free workplace. Is that he's accusations? He's trying to say he's accusing him. Yeah. What is he trying to? What is he injecting? Cheeseburgers? <laughs> Gerald didn't sign up for the, oh. the WC thing for a while. He got. Two ninety eight. Wow. There's some bad blood here, guys. Oh yeah. This this stare down's gonna be intense. These guys don't like each other. It's like you and a diet. See now, this stay down is gonna get intense. Right. Look at Ger Gerald is ready. He put on his uh, pants and uh, shoes. He's ready to stand down now. Oh, a lot of chit talk. Oh. Here we go. As usual, Here's big babies telling him what he's gonna do to him. I'm gonna eat you for lunch, dinner, and dessert. I think Gerald, Gerald is the type that's really not going to get into yeah. all that. 
Gerald, Gerald's on his side, but Jarrell is. Jarrell is. You know what it is? Jarrell's a fighter through and through, man. You know, he, not only is he from Brooklyn, but he's been in camp with Klitschko. He used to fight in K1 competitions. He's cursing him out. He's telling me, he's telling Joe he's going to get rid of him. Gerald's a quiet guy. Gerald's a quiet guy. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, almost a little, a little scuffle there. We'll see tomorrow. Tomorrow should be interesting. But there, but but Gerald but Gerald Gerald's had to get in your face. Gerald's had to get in your face. Gerald's getting pumped now. Gerald Ger got off stage. Washington's getting pumped now. Miller is looking back like, all right, man, what are you getting pumped for now? I just walked off stage. <laughs> but but this is this. If it's possible, to... this fight just got more exciting. Yeah. If it's possible. And and it's a cut, man. Again, drug-free school zone. Drug-free school zone. Workplace. Uh, Drug-free workplace. That's what uh, Washington's team is holding up. Basically alleging that uh, Miller was doing performance-enhancing drugs. I, we know that he t he uh, he signed up late to the uh, the drug testing uh, protocol. He, he, they couldn't find them or something like that. I know there was a uh, it was allegedly that uh, you know they, he couldn't he wasn't signing up to the to the year-round random drug testing by the WBC. Uh, I, I think he signed up now, but he, he, he did take a while to, to sign up. And, and that, that would kind of make one suspicious that he was probably trying to make the drugs clear his system. And I, I think that's what Washington is trying to insinuate. allege. Here he insinuate. And so he, he brought the sign and threw it in his face, man. You know, uh, got to do what you got to do. But we'll see, man. This fight this fight's going to be fun. This guy's going to be good. Two big boys. Everybody loves to watch the big boys rumble. I'll tell you that. And these guys are coming to rumble tomorrow. Based on the way this fight's been promoted, these guys are coming to rumble tomorrow. And heavyweight fights are good for the sport, right, Paulie? I wanted to see the interview, man. Nobody got interviewed. Why didn't they interview them? Why did they not interview those guys? I think they just want to get them out of here as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, maybe they were scared they were going to fight. Maybe they, maybe they wanted to get them off stage before they fist fought. You don't want to keep those two guys next to each other too yeah, long. Yeah, to be honest, I mean, I don't think anyone here is going to break them up. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't break them up if they were fighting. No. Did you get in the middle of them? Me? If they were fighting, I'd just, I'd just be watching. I don't even get in the middle of my kids. Yeah, no, but, but those guys, you get hurt. <laughs> you break those guys up, you get hurt. Or maybe. Well, maybe, I, that, maybe that's why they probably got to rush them off stage as fast as they could. Because, uh, they, and they said, forget the interviews. We, know, we need to separate these guys as fast as possible. Yes. Look at her. Katie Taylor's moving in now. She's, uh, she's going to weigh in. Katie Taylor's, uh, when she won a gold medal, she was an Olympian yes. for the UK. She won a gold medal. Correct. She's uh, uh, one, of the, one of the UK's most popular fighters. She came over uh, to chat with you. The most popular female fighter they have in the UK right now. She came over to see you. And she's, uh, she came over to say what's up and asked me about the Conor McGregor. Of course. Sparring, that, well, you decided <laughs> no. to answer the question. Is that you, my spokesperson? Oh, I, somebody's got to speak for you. So this is Katie's, Katie's opponent is on stage. His opponent doesn't look bad, no? Oh, they, look, they look good. <laughs> oh, yeah, look good, yeah. What's her record, though? Oh, I don't. You meant, I meant physically, they look good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I meant she like came ready to fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, you thought you were saying something else? You thought I was saying something? Just, that too. They that look too. good. That too. I'll yeah, tell you, that, that helps Katie as well. She's a good-looking girl. You know, that never hurts. No. And then she can I mean, kick your ass. If you want, if you want, I'll take one for the team, and I'll take a, I'll take the opponent, and you can take Katie. I'm married. I can't take anybody, unfortunately. Oh, well, I'm saying, you know, we're going to go by those standards. Because the opponents look bad. Are we allowed to say that? Uh, they came to fight. What are you going to do? Well, say what? Say what? Yeah, we can say whatever you want. It's your show. <laughs> it's your world. We just live in it. 
Wow. So, so we got the promoter of tomorrow's big card in the house, Lou DiBella, my former promoter for a big part of my career. What's going on, Lou? Wow, this is Gavon Central. It, 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 it just got, yeah. Now it's a Gavon trifecta. Yeah. Well, we got the Gavon Corner over here. <laughs> right at the way, we bring our personal Gavon Corner. Yeah, yeah. And we made, Where's we the espresso? Exactly. We need a little espresso, a couple, a, of, a couple of biscotti. Yeah. So, well, what do you think of this card, man, overall? I, I got to tell you, I think it's an unbelievable card. And, and I, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Broner. I mean, that you, you know this. You were a boxer, man. Yeah. That, that dude, that dude can box, and he's got some pop. You know what I like about this card, Lou, is, is this main event. Both guys have been very successful at what they do, which is obviously in the ring and fighting. But they've both gotten there with very opposite styles. The common denominator is they're both successful, and they both punch. But the clash of styles in the way they've gotten there, it makes you wonder, makes you start to wonder, you know, which style was better, you know what I mean? Because both guys have been so successful fighting in very, very opposite styles, you know? Well, the other interesting Style thing is, make fights. since he's come back, M Mikey looks like, Mikey looks like a ridiculous puncher. You know, on... on Ghost Pavlik, oh! Ghost Pavlik is in the house. Kelly Pavlik's in the house, looking good. Wow. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get the ghost it, on. We're gonna get the ghost on right after Lou. This guy, this, 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 this guy, this guy broke my heart one night, man. He did. Oh. I, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> we got the ghost. The ghost is gonna sit in with us. Ghost, have a seat, man. How have you been doing? Busy, man. Busy. Uh, you know, got a, a lot of investments going, and um, good. You know, it keeps me busy. Have you been keeping up with boxing? I didn't have to throw a punch in, in four years or five years. <laughs> it's now. all right, bro. Good. It's all right. I got a podcast don't... show myself. I got a podcast show. Yes. What's it, let us know it's, your it, podcast. We'll have everybody um, listen to it. The Punchline with Kelly Pavlik and James Dominguez. All right, where do they find and it? That's on YouTube. On and YouTube. then, uh, you know, right now we're kind of in the early stages of it. Uh, social media is a big outlet for us with our Facebook and everything else. So Beautiful. we're in the building process of it, though. Beautiful. Yeah, like us. We're on our 100th episode, but not too many people know who we are. You know? <laughs> we're not a, yeah, we couldn't keep a producer that long to get to 100. So, but, That's you know. our guy. Yeah. Hey, Pleasure. Mr. Ramones. Uh, thank you. I, I won money on you with Jermaine Taylor. Thank Whoa. you, sir. Don't tell Lou that. Whoa. I didn't. <laughs> I lost a lot of effing money that night. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm sitting back on this one. I had nothing to do with that. You just did what you I was one of the best fights yeah. I ever saw. I got out on the subject. We have Wait. Lou here. We have Lou here. Bro, I was at that fight. Can you live. tell? Kelly got off the ground. He got off the canvas to get the knockout. I mean, that was a sick, sick well, Can sick you tell Kelly? It was sick, too, because I thought he wasn't good. I thought yeah. he was out. Wait a I second. Mean, Lou, yeah, look. Know. Wait. Tell, tell him the story when you were there. Uh -huh. And the guy was so drunk that he didn't even know who was cheering. Oh, well, no, you told him. Tell him no. Okay, so the guy was coming out. I think he was training for, training for Jermaine first. Some guy, he's so, the guy comes out, he's from Arkansas. I, don't, I think he's from Arkansas. Some, some white, white trash looking guy. He's he had like, like one, two. Yeah. Like one, well, so, that could have been Young Stout, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. No, here's why I assumed he was from Arkansas. Here's why I assumed he was from Arkansas. Here's why I assumed he was. Because. Jermaine starts doing good early on. He drops Kelly and he's like, Rah! he's yelling, Rah! I'm like, beer in his head. He's like, dude, he's fucking psyched. Like, oh yeah, he's going crazy. You know, there's a big part of Youngstown in the crowd, so he was like, not one of the people that were cheering for Kelly. You know, so I'm like, oh man, this guy's really going at it. Like, he's really taking a risk cheering against Kelly in this huge Kelly fan fan base over here. All of a sudden, Kelly starts turning the tide. So Laying the shots and everything, he starts. And all of a sudden, he starts for that. Yeah! He was just cheering for whoever was winning. You know he was so whacked. That? He was so whacked. He didn't even know who he was cheering for. You know what's funny about that fight? I get this all the time. You know, time goes so quick, especially since I retired. And I got people I can swear on here, right? You lost your sure, sure. Yeah, okay. Because it's nah, part of the story. 
and everybody kept coming, keeps coming up to me like the last couple of months and they're going, hey dude man, happy anniversary. And I'm going, what the fuck man, I ain't even married. What the hell are you talking about, you know? And then I sit back and I think about it and it's in September. September 29th is going to be 10 years already that wow. that fight. And, uh, you know, everybody talks. And I, it took me a long time. I'm, as anything, I try to stay humble. And I'm going, that was a good fight. It was a good fight. And then after all the years of watching that fight and really going through it, I mean, you know, I see why it made, like, number 10, number 9 of a decade. So, yeah, and, you yeah. and you also appreciate these performances more. As, you know, yeah. in the moment, you don't get to appreciate them so much. Yeah. You're, you're, you're busy living them. Exactly. You know, and, and they asked me, they said, later on, you in their pride. Pride. is there anything you want to change about that fight? You know, and of course I want to say, yeah, I didn't want to get dropped. <laughs> you know, but then again, that's what made that fight so epic. Oh, what made it so epic because you were dropped hard. I, was. I mean, like, most guys do not get up from that. And, like, no. some, you know what? Like, I'm going to give him the credit no, even no. though it worked against no, no, me. No, 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 no. I'm going to give him the credit. I'm going to give him the credit. And the referee did the right thing. You know, he saw what he saw and he let the fight go on. A lot of guys, a lot of guys yeah, would have jumped, jumped in. Yeah, they jumped in. Smoker says as long as I was able to show I was holding no, on. No, I'm not and, complaining about yeah. it, bro. I'm saying it like, but, but you know <laughs> well, what? My it, legs were gone, though. Yeah, you're, you're right. You, you, yeah. you were doing a chicken dance. I was there up here. I knew everything. Yeah. I could pick, yeah. single out each person in the audience you're who was screaming. I just couldn't keep these with me. You know, I was yeah. trying to catch them with my hip. prime Jermaine who do you like tomorrow night? You know, I got to go with uh, Mikey Garcia. And a lot of arguments, the reason why arguments I had on my podcast was, you know, Mikey Garcia's got phenomenal footwork, and he's not flashing with it. You know, he inches and angles, and he keeps himself in the right spot. Um, he's technically sound. Hand speed-wise, he's not a flashy speed like Broner, but he's um, very fast. Fast enough, Adrian right? Adrian Broner is a very talented fighter. But to me, Adrian Broner is a game a game plan A. And after he don't have that, he kind of gets a little uh, lost and don't know how to react to that. Tomorrow he's going to need probably a, a game a plan B or something. Um, you got the same style as Mayweather, but as you see, Mayweather got a B and a C too. That's right. Do, so, you, good do, point. You, do you see a, a, the weight being a factor, a weight class, and Mikey's never fought at before? It could. And, you know, that was never a firm believer that I told my Martinez fight. Um, uh -huh. You know, and uh, yeah, that has a lot to do with it. You could usually tell, but... If he has a good nutritionist, hey, listen, a handful of days or hours is not enough time to rehydrate and recoup. But if he thing, has a good person, thing, Kelly. I mean, he was not that long ago. He's finding 126 pounds. This kid. Yeah. I mean, he's a big. You know, he's, he's a big kid though. He he is. Is. You know what's interesting to me? Like, Kelly just picked uh, Mikey. The odds are really long. Like I don't think it's. I don't think this is a five to one fight. It's, no, cra it's, it's crazy it's, odds. And, and they've they've lowered since. It's, and it's about, he's, he's about minus two thirty today. Yeah, it's come down. So a lot of money's it's, coming. It's come Adrian. down. But what's interesting to me is when you talk to fighters. Like I've talked to a lot of fighters about this fight, and a lot of fighters are like uh, the press. I saw like I think thirty guys picked, and one guy picked Broner. I talked to a lot of fighters about this, and it's like much more 50-50, Maybe even like a lot of fighters giving the edge to Broner. I find that I, I, I find that sort of interesting, but I, I think it's the experience, you know, the boxing Broder's ability. has been you know, at this the, level a lot. But, but the one thing I noticed about, about Mikey is that Mikey gives good angles. You said this, yeah. Mikey's balance is good, his movement's really good. But Mikey gives good angles, and then he nails you. Like, yes. like he finds an angle, and then he... And, like, and off those way. angles, he's always properly balanced. Exactly. You know? yeah. Mikey's a very technical boxer. I think Broner's a... a, a 
tremendous fighter also. So I don't want to go like knocking him by that. He's a tremendous fighter. But also, you know, a lot of people were knocking Garcia saying that he hasn't fought anybody. And kind of my little argument is, well, Broner fought two people of name and lost, you know, and actually, you know, had a, uh, other couple fights, you know, that, I, you know, so uh, we'll say that. that. So, I mean, my, my thing is kind of like, Adrian, what's, the, what's Adrian Broner really, you know, um, he lost against good fighters that he fought. Uh, I think Mikey's all. I think Mikey's fought good fighters. It's just he's fought them at smaller weights. You know, he beats the no, he, He's beaten some real guys. His last win was impressive. That layoff, or, you know, that layoff didn't help. Um, it didn't hurt him like it would most fighters. You know, no matter what age you are, when you get a two-year layoff like that and you're and you're froze, yeah. you know, it's kind of hard sometimes to bounce back. But um, you know, he, he bounced back strong from that. Like he didn't miss a beat. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that goes to show you uh, more about his personality than anything yeah. else. He's a he's a fundamental guy. He doesn't uh, go haywire. Uh, a lot of guys would have missed two years. They would have went haywire. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Mikey's a family guy. Mikey's a, a self, uh, oh, a, very a, smart, a, a, a very grounded yeah. individual. Grounded is Comes a right from a word. Solid family, fan base, uh, family base, and uh, you can tell he just came right back. It's like he didn't miss a beat when he came back. I mean, that's teaching him knockout. Well, look, he'll never also, get the credit it deserves because Latijan never got to make the name he, he would have made if, if Mikey Garcia wasn't there. So Latijan is a rough character, man. Latijan is a guy who comes and makes a rough goal of it for everybody. And Mikey went through him like a hot knife through butter. He'll never get the credit he deserves for that fight because Latijan will never be the same. And no, you're he right. just you're started to become who he was. You know, you're right. The other thing, though, about Mikey, though, is like Mikey's family. I mean, he, you said it. He was born into like boxing blood. I mean, it, it, he's got great trainers in his family. That kid's been learning fundamentals since he's two years old. I'll tell, I'll tell right. you what else, I'll tell you what else he was born into. Besides a fucking great family fan base, boxing fan base, you know what else he was born into? Fucking hairline. He was uh, born into they, they got some hairline in that Garcia family. I know. I hit you know what I, mean? I lost yeah. my hair. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I, I, I didn't do too well. Yeah, they're not only the clients, only they're the presidents too. <laughs> I mean, I was looking at the fighter meetings this morning, Eduardo Garcia. Robert Garcia, Mikey Garcia, I was like, wow, there's not a single hair. In no, they got like, there's, they not they got strangle, like there's not a strain of hair missing between all of them. No, the old, the old, the old man. The old yeah. <laughs> How can you not? I mean, I, I get jealous about it. The old man looks jealous like, about The old man's got like a giant DA. He looks like yeah. James Dean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you, did you see the front hairline? I mean, it's perfect. It's, Never, like, it's like box still. It's perfect. No, the, the guy's hairline's across his forehead. Yeah, I, I, I want to borrow a couple of hairs. Like, no, can I, you, I, yeah, I, give please, me a couple of trains. I'm going to do a comb over. When they introduced my name for the fight, I was going to lick my glove on my thumb, you know, thumb on my glove and, and comb it over. But then my hair grew too curly on the side, so you know, couldn't even do a comb over. Yeah, I was like an Afro comb. puff, you know. Yeah, you would have looked like one of the three stooges or something. I know exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you I gotta tell you, you look at this show, you got Jarrell Miller and Gerald Washington, you got Rashid Warren and McJoe Arroyo, you got uh, Charlo, I think he's gonna destroy Highland, but think so? I think so. I think Highland's a durable guy. What do you guys think about that fight? What do you think about the Charlo fight, Kelly? Charlo, in my opinion, I, I think he still needs a, a, a real big breakout fight for me to consider him a legitimate guy. You know, I have especially seen, in a I'm new still, weight class. Yeah, it, it moving. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess hopefully in due time we're going to find out. You know, you ever see these guys that make you miss it? Does that make you miss it? You know, you ever see them look at the middleweight division and say, "Man, I look at you know," and, and I respect them too. I don't talk bad about fighters, um, but Triple G is one that I wish that, I, that he was around when I was fighting. Me you too. Know, I'm um, in a good fight. <laughs> I, 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 I lick my lips at that, and, and I think you know styles make fights. And I'm not going to get into the reason where everybody goes, "Oh, you had a hard time with movers." Um, you know, those two fights I lost, making no excuses. And all the years I've been retired, I never really made any. But that was not a 90% Kelly Pavlik that night. But uh, Triple G, you know, they make those matchups, and yeah, I mean, hey, the kick and punch. You know, he, he's a very heavy-handed fighter. He's a, a very 
tactician in the ring. But I, I think it would have been a, would have been a bomb. I really would like to see what would happen. You know what's funny? I think he would have had all sorts of problems with Martinez before Martinez broke down, too. Yeah. Uh, Paulie and I Paulie and I always tell a story about you. So Paulie's big on, on mental and, and how what it takes as character to be in this game. Your loss to Bernard Hopkins. You never once made an excuse. But we heard that you had, you had yeah. 102 fever in the locker room. Yeah, no, I did. Uh, and then, they, you know, we had trouble. With, we heard from very good sources. Yeah, we had trouble before. Um, one really good source that's here today. Um, I had to put prescription in his fighter's name. So the Hopkins camp didn't find out. And not only that, um, we sparred three times for that fight due to tendonitis and, and uh, bird. My elbow is still deformed, but... Um, you know, but I still learn a lot, though, and you can't. Can I go back and, the, and, and see? Here's what happened people, with that. People underestimate that. Yeah, they, they underrate. They're underrate having to go. And if that I could have gone back and changed, you're right, Paulie. And if I could have went back and changed anything, you know, I had that little situation with the Paul Williams where the fight kept getting canceled. So then I had all the fans. Finally, I made this fight with Hopkins. I jumped up two weight classes. And uh, if I would have pushed that fight back, and all my fans in Youngstown already have bought tickets. That would have been more of a, a horrible shit show on my part. So I figured, you know what? Plus, you know what the problem is, too? And, and I don't know if you have this problem, but I had used to have this problem. You have to spend the money before it's there. Then you got to fight. Yeah, right? You, gotta, <laughs> you, gotta, you start to make plans for your money before it's there. Oh, exactly, yeah. So then you're like, man, I, I got to get this check out. I had a couple of endorsements, but, you know, after the fight money, the endorsements wasn't but, nothing. But, but not only that, I mean, if you, once you sign the contract, in your head, it's coming. Exactly. So now you start making plans for it. Oh, you know? yeah, you already... <laughs> <laughs> So yep. you hate to pull out. Yeah, but and you know, of all nights, a uh, night to have a night like that against was against Bernard Hopkins of all people. So Hall of Fame yeah. or whatnot. Kelly, tell us about your podcast too. Yeah. So, anyways, um, you know, we got our little uh, microphone thing that we brought with us. Um, it's taken off good. We've had uh, Ricky Funyes on there as a trainer. Paulie, I would love to have you on it yeah, one time. Uh, Colin. Um, By the way, when you're all exchanging your podcast information, yeah. people, come out to the Barclays Center on Saturday well, we night. There's still tickets that. available. Come, yeah, come on. Yeah, please come Get out here. here. It's a great show. Come and see. You're going to see loads of look, loads of fighters are here, loads of ex-fighters are here. That's the thing about it's the Barclays kind of Center. Card. You have a lot of ex-champions that come to all our fights, you know, besides having yeah. come and see, Come and see Kelly. <laughs> haven't gotten to see him much in New York You know lately. what's funny? All the years anyway. in the game with him, I've never met Kelly Pavlik. Well, Imagine that. You know, and think about boxers compared to other sports. I was at the fights. Uh, I was with the Thurman Garcia, the nicest guys, Lennox Lewis, Andre Ward. I'm talking to these guys, and it's great. I took my mother's a huge fan, and she was thrilled to meet these guys. So, boxers are like the salt of the earth. Man. Yeah, you could you could watch this on Showtime if you can't get to the New York area. But there's nothing like a great check fight out the card undercard too. Stream it. Uh, the Facebook Facebook yeah. Live, right? What is yeah, that? and then there's a bunch of great cards in the undercard that aren't even going to be streamed. I mean, a bunch of undefeated young kids fighting each other. Some great prospects. The McJo Arroyo against yeah, Rushy Warren fight. What time does the card start? What time? The, the, uh, like the first fight's like early, like 5.30ish. So like, okay. you know, get there early and there'd be great boxing from oh. beginning to end. Yeah, leave early too, especially with this traffic. We got here a little late today. <laughs> I take the subway, bro. Yeah. I'm not a, I still take the subway. People are like, oh, you still take the subway? I'll still take the well, subway. Well, you're used man. to this, ain't you? Yeah. You're from this area. Yeah. So, Funny yeah, for me, I'm out. coming from Youngstown, <laughs> you know, like where I can literally drive my car. 20 miles and be there in, in uh, Yo, 10 minutes. Youngstown is underrated, bro. Some people come out of Youngstown, bro. Oh. Besides you, you got Raymond Seedy, yeah, you got uh, Ed O'Neill from Married with Children. Yeah, but you had, yeah, you had Harry Roy, who was IBF lightweight champ, same time as Mancini. Mancini. 
Jeff Lampkin, Greg Richardson, and me. Five world champs in uh, wow. 30 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive. And, 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 Who were from Youngstown? Very, that, they trained there. They were originally. They were literally from there. Yeah. That was, you know, that that's a very underrated, very yeah. underrated spot. And Ed O'Neill, of course, married with children. Al, Al, you, we can't oh forget Al Bundy. A big boxing fan, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he talks to me. I would never oh, it's a very underrated fight. spot, but it's also, man, it's a tough town. Yeah, it is. It it's is. a tough town. <laughs> a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of fighters came out of there. Absolutely. Yeah, they did. A lot of good fighters. And some, of them even, some of them even boxed. What about, what about, <laughs> our, what about uh, when, uh, when, uh, um, when uh, Richard Pryor was talking about the Youngstown gangsters the, the, in the stand-up, when he was talking about the Italian gangsters in Youngstown? That was a funny one, too. Well, Dean Martin was around there, right? Like, Steubenville was close, right? Yeah, he was, actually. Steubenville, that's only a 40-minute drive from Youngstown. Yeah. Guys, yeah. look who just showed up. Oh, Jarrell Miller's in the house. Big baby. I'm giving. I, I'm going to get my mic and my uh, headset. To what a gentleman. This guy right yeah. here. The promoter, the promoter's yeah, being a promoter. Because I'm tired of talking, but this guy right. talks better than I do. And he's never tired of talking. Right. Actually, I'm not tired of talking, but it's all good, though. I'm ready to, I'm ready to punch Gerard in the face. Hello. <laughs> Been a, it's been a pleasure. Lou, thank we'll you. see you tomorrow. Come check out Lou tomorrow at the fights. All right, Kelly's gonna stay with us. We got Jarrell Miller, big baby. What's good? What's big good? Baby. What's good? What's good? What's what good? were you saying up there? We, we saw you in your Brooklyn, in typical Brooklyn fashion. You yeah. were, your mouth was going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. What was going on up there? I'm got like, Harry Keat, you know, oh, oh, AKA Brooklyn. Bernie Mac. I don't know. <laughs> my man. <laughs> Hey, listen, so what's man. going on, Joe? I don't know. I think my, my black Italiano was coming out of me, you know. It's <laughs> fucking Mooney right here. You were going to have ass, a fucking yeah. smack. Yo, I was going to ready to kick his ass. What were you bro. saying? What was going uh, on? He, and what, was he yeah, reacting to yeah, you? Yeah. He, 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 yeah, listen, yesterday, you know, listen, he, he peed himself yesterday. So I, I, I guess I guess his coach kind of got in his ear to, you know, kind of put the pressure on me a little bit and get on my face. I'm ready to slap him. I'm like, man, do I want my chick on when I slap him? I was starting to wonder, Jarrell. I was starting to if you guys start fighting up there, those are two big guys. I mean, I'm not breaking oh, listen, you guys up. I'm all, not breaking you up. I'm sorry. I'm all, just, I'm we not, not a boxing ring, so that jiu-jitsu would have came real handy just now. <laughs> He'd have been choked up yeah, sleeping. I, I, that's you know what are you when you were, you, you done some K-1 done fighting. You've done yeah. some, you didn't, been sparring with Vladimir Klitschko since Correct. early in your career. Yeah, two, uh, two, so two pro you, fights, yeah. So you've been, uh, uh, you, you've been around, even though a lot of people are just starting to get to know you yeah, now. You've been, in, you've been around yeah, student the, game, the, man. the combat sports world for a long, quite a yeah, while. since I was 14 years old. And I mean, that's a, that's what kind of sucks about And a road warrior, too. That's what bothers me about a sport. A lot of these guys doing interviews, and they're giving them props because he went one time to Vladimir Camp. He went one time. I went eight times with Vladimir, only two pro fights. And they sent me home half of them kids because I was touching them. And, you know what I mean? And what were you saying about that That, that uh, he's getting too much credit for going five rounds to the champion? Yeah, what that's, that that's the BS. Listen, but we all know it ain't how you start a fight. It's how you finish. Yeah. Just because you start off a fight and you jabbing Deontay a couple times and then Deontay yeah. knock you out. Am I going to praise you for that? So what do you call that in Brooklyn? An ass whooping. <laughs> you know, listen, one thing I see, I know, I know you grow up with your uncles and your pops. You know, you get home, listen, you know, you got your butt whooped, your eyes bruised. Your dad said, what happened to you? I got beat up today. Did you land a punch? No, you punk. Hey, you gonna take tomorrow? You better go back tomorrow and get that punch back. You know what I mean? There's, there's no easy ways yeah. when, when you come with tough back. They fight. Yeah, you go, do it again. Now, now rematch. You know what I mean? He, he getting praised for getting his behind whooping the fifth round. Unheard of. Unheard of. That's all I keep hearing. Yo, he did good for five rounds with Deontay. I'm like, and? I do, I, I do good with my wife for the first five minutes, and then she, she takes it over. So, you know, hey, you don't know how you start, you know what I mean? So, that's She's the one. undefeated. Undefeated. So, the stuff these guys be talking about, it be killing me, man. So what, what, what should we expect tomorrow? What should we expect tomorrow? I mean, from, from what I've heard is Gerard Washington says he's going to walk me down and, and beat me up. Now, if the proof is in the pudding we've seen in the past, a six-foot Amir Mansoor walked him down. And I thought Amir Mansoor won that fight at 220. Eddie Chambers at six foot, 225, was walking him down. 
he won that fight on decision against a smaller, real small heavyweight. Not me, 6'4", a 300-pound behemoth, he's going to walk me down <laughs> and I have the highest punch output in the heavyweight division. Highly unlikely. But if he does want to come forward, I'm going to knock him out on four. So, so, but, so you, if he doesn't, what if he doesn't come forward? What, what's I'm your prediction? To, oh my, I got to put my track shoes on and chase the boot. Yeah, I, I know I'm going to have, have been, to chase Have it. you been practicing cutting off the ring? Yeah, I've been chasing chickens. El Negro, Negro, pasta chicken, whatever his name is. But if you don't get him down in four, he's still going to hit the floor. Have you been eating the chickens when you caught him? No, I felt kind of bad for them. I actually went on a seafood diet. I ate seafood because I'm saving my diet for seafood diet? What's the seafood diet? Yo, you see food and you eat it? Wherever he sees it. I've been on that diet for a long time. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I go <laughs> Diablo. <laughs> Say what's up on the mic, Diablo. Say what's up, dude. Say what's up on the mic. What it be like, man? You speak uh, Spanish? No Spanish? No, you no, look no, like you speak. So you gonna eat chicken tomorrow, man? Yeah, pollo, chicken, hey, pollo. Pasta. How you gonna eat it? Don't distract. Don't be distracting. Huh? Don't distract. Hey, I'm, I'm taking you spa for, for, for everybody. For everybody, I go back with Diablo since very early in my amateur said career. I'm taking yeah. you spa. Dude, look at you spa. He was paying breakfast for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Diablo was. Diablo was when I beat one of Diablo's fighters like my third amateur fight. He had a grudge at me. He had a grudge after me since. He's hated me ever since. Hey, oh, this man. is the way Paulie used to fight when he started. <laughs> 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 All right, Diablo, we got it. We're talking about Big Baby right now. We're talking about Big Baby. Hey, Big Baby, you still follow UFC? Yeah, yeah, I still follow UFC, man. I, I, I'm a big MMA fan. I train with a lot of MMA guys. I'm always out in uh, the combat club. Uh, I jack up gym a couple times in Florida a lot. Uh, I'm a big MMA fan. Who, big do you, MMA fan. who do you like in that big fight Saturday night? You got uh, John uh, Jones, Jones. Yeah. I think Jones gonna whoop his ass, man. Yeah, yeah, you know. Again, what I mean? again, yeah. I got my money on Jones for this fight. If Cormier can somehow make it a ground and pound and try to keep Jones down, that's his only it's advantage it, I see. But, yeah, but stand up, he's not beating Jones, and Jones has pretty good ground game, so mm -hmm. it's gonna be a fun night. All right, yeah. yeah. Jones Thanks. has a good everything. Game. Yeah, 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 he's long, he's linky, Part, he's, party's I mean, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, right, right, right. He's, it's, it's been a layoff, so let's see. But I, yeah, you can't. It's hard. I to don't go know, man. Me. I heard stories. I hear you drink a pint of beer and go spar and beat people up. So. <laughs> right. I don't think the fight gonna be no different. That's crazy. All right. Hey, stuff, baby, yo, it was a pleasure. We're gonna let you get some food in you after Wayne. Like I need some food. I'm a yeah. goddamn heavyweight. <laughs> I ate before I got on the scale. That's true. He was eating on. You could, you could eat on the scale. Oh, Kelly, oh shit, oh, that's Kelly. That's Kelly Pailing. You stand over on the corner. On, you see that? That's Kelly Pailing, man. I'm like, who's this Polish guy in front of me? He looks Polish. I'm like, he looks Polish in front of me. I'm like, shit, it's Kelly Pailing. Slovak, you know, I'd rather prefer Slovak. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm a heavyweight now. You're heavyweight? Oh, yeah. I'm retired. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fighting Kelly. I was going to say, I'm heavyweight, but if them guys started rumbling up there, I wasn't going up either. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, mean, I retired five years back, ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man, so I, I chill, man. I chill, man. You start popping that junk. Everybody know I'm a cool, fun-loving guy, Of course, man. man. I mean, you see well, what happened in the streets. We look forward guys. to seeing you tomorrow, big baby. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you put on the show. Appreciate it. Check out Big Baby tomorrow on the card. If you make it out on the card, you will you will to checking out Big Baby uh, Miller versus Gerald Washington. If not, you can check out his fight streamed on uh, Facebook Live on Showtime on the Showtime uh, dot com or whatever. Uh, so get back to Kelly. Kelly, tell us one more time about your podcast so we can uh, we can pump it yeah, up over it's, here. Uh, the Punchline with Kelly Pavlik and James Dominguez. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Um, you know, go there, just type in uh, in the search engine, it'll pop up. So, is it just uh, video know, only? It's a video podcast no, only? No, it's audio right now, too. Like I said, we're early iTunes, stages. We you got iTunes as well? We're working on that. All That's right. the process. But it's YouTube and then through our social media, Twitter, 
Um, you know, and like I said, and here, where, where's your social media? Where, 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 where are you at on Twitter or on your Facebook. Instagram? Facebook. Yeah, you're on Facebook. On Facebook okay. Yeah. okay. And, and we can um, follow you, Kelly Pavlik, uh, backslash yeah. Facebook, whatever. Yep. Okay. Go back to there, yeah. And then, um, you know, my profile pick is with all the champs, and, you know, I'm okay. in there. Uh, and, you know, people know they like the Facebook page. Um, good, good. Yeah, so, you know, you go on there, and yeah, more so we're going to be out there big time after this. You know, we're getting it running, so. Good, good. It's been yeah. good. It's good to catch you, man, out in the, at the fights. You know, a lot of fans yeah. always wonder about you, champ. Yeah. You know, like a lot of fans always talk about you. You know, you gave fans some great memories, even for a yeah. short time. You know, you, you gave the fans some fun memories, and a lot of people talk about you. And, you know, you see a lot of ex-champs at fights, but then some guys like you, you know, you, you kind yeah. of uh, were below the radar for a little bit. So it's, it's yeah, good to you see know, you out I, here. I, I fans get happy bit. to see you, man. Back yeah. Fans get happy to see you. People that know you get happy to see you. I was a big fan, dude. Yeah, I never even asked for a picture. I'm getting a picture with Kelly. Let me tell you something. First time I saw Kelly Pavlik, and he probably doesn't know this. I remember the 1999 Under 19 Championships. Oh, yeah. And I was there, and I didn't know, and obviously the New York team didn't know that you had a beat. You couldn't turn 19 in the same year. So they sent me out there. I was in the draw. I remember I drew Steve Lovano in the, in the first round, who ended up winning the tournament. Um, but then... After the draw, we went back and they called me into an office and they said, you're born in November. You can't fight in this tournament. You can't turn 19 this year. That was the under 19. So they had to take me out of the tournament. So I just stayed in Michigan all week. That yeah. fight with tournament was in Michigan. I stayed in Michigan all week and watched the whole tournament. Yeah. And I watched Kelly win at welterweight at 147 yeah. pounds. Wow. <laughs> a long time ago from this yeah. weight, right? <laughs> we were just talking about that because I missed the rules. And uh, I think it was uh, Bakov Jean or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, we fought in August and that wasn't until November. And, and I the world. Yeah, I shot up to. I shot up too much weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you were you were growing kid at that time. Yeah, I, I mean, I was only in the uh, open division, not even a year before I turned pro too. You know, but I you were I, you were rumbling, guys. I remember yeah. watching you that tournament. I mean, you you were a, a machine. Guy punched yeah. like a mule. Yeah, but also rumbling. He was that at welterweight man, but he was. Yeah, I was, was more of a boxer early on in my yeah. uh, even early in my was, pro career. But you know, yeah, he had the good. You always got good extension on the right hand. You always had a good jab, solid jab, good extension on the right hand, and you were you know you're obviously doing those things. Not the most muscular, but everything is you know. Like they say, you're born with it. You know, I was fortunate. Diego Corrales, Diego Corrales. If you ain't got Pavlik, it in the cradle, you know, you're not. You're able to get it. that extension, man. You're able to rock eyes, and obviously that was the. That was one of the things. Also, another thing I remember, I was sitting probably second row in the Jermaine Taylor fight. I remember Jermaine against the ropes, and you landed a jab, just a jab. So one day, going back to what I was saying before we were cut off, uh, I was sitting like in the second row. I remember the, the, the Taylor fight in Atlantic City. I remember you landed a jab on Jermaine's face. I mean, it's the hardest jab. I mean, it, it's just a fucking jab, but man, it literally popped his face. Like, it looked yeah. like it pancaked his whole face. I was like, wow, that was a jab. I mean, if I wasn't there live watching it from so close, I wouldn't have appreciated that jab. I was like, wow, that was heavy. Yeah, wow, yeah, that was a heavy shot. Never really got the credit for the jabs either, but, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, you know. Um, people underrated that. It's yeah. an underrated punch, and obviously people uh, I guess, you know, it might have worked to my power. favor, you know, with, with them uh, underestimating it. Yeah, so. of course, it did, yeah. it did. It lined up but, a lot of those right hands. <laughs> yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, there was a lot of good times, man. And, uh, oh, it's Regis right here. I'm going to head on out, guys. Oh, yeah. Paul. All right, champ. Hey, thank Kobe. you so much, dude. Yo. Was, Big fan of you too, man. Yo, Any thank more you, guys Jim. like you commentating the place. seeing you. Regis, Regis Progress, he was a, a top top contender uh, prospect. And you'll be hearing more about him. Oh. He won a big fight on Showbox recently. Oh, cool, man. Or, uh, Best of luck with everything. Thank you, thank you. Yep. So, Regis, man, what's up, man? How do you feel coming off that big I'm, win? I mean, I'm good, man. I'm glad to be in New York again, yeah. in Brooklyn. How, does, uh, how did it feel to get the win, though? Because I, I, I know that kid, uh, Diaz, from California. I used to train in California. He was a pretty heavy-handed kid, man. Yeah, you know, I was, did, um, was he able to land anything on you? I mean, I saw the fight. You got him out of there pretty quickly. Yeah, did well, you going into the fight, 
What was your thought process going into that fight? I just, I actually, it was, to me, it was a statement fight, so I had to make a big statement. I know he had big knockout powers, but I wanted to walk through his power. He he actually landed some punches. I just wanted to walk through it. Yeah. I wanted to walk through and it and, and get him out of there. You showed, obviously, a good bit of pop and getting him out of there yeah. that fast, but also, uh, obviously, a good set of skills. Tell us about your amateur career. Tell me about what's your amateur uh, I went to the, the, the highest I got to Olympic trials. Olympic um, trials I lost in the trial. Yeah. 20, uh, no, um, 2012. 2012. Yeah. 2012. Okay. 2012 mm -hmm. Olympic trials. Um, and you have fought for the USA team. How many amateur fights do you have? Uh, I had, I think I was like uh, 89 and oh, 6 or something like that. And all right, you can yeah. Tell, you can tell you have that pedigree. fundamental basis, that pedigree. When I've seen you in the ring, obviously you, you show some good power. You show some good popping. And somebody, mm -hmm. an average fan is going to see that and get that, the kind of KO you had. Yeah. But obviously I take a little bit more depth into it. And I, I saw you and I saw the way you approached the fight and the way you were fighting and the way you stance and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I said, this kid's got some experience. You know, he knows yeah. how to fight. You know, mm -hmm. It wasn't just about the power. You know how to fight. Uh, what, what are you looking at next, man? What are you looking at next? I don't know, man. Um, just waiting. You know, we got some meetings to do here while I'm in New York. So just waiting. Maybe I get the... You want um, the winner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I get the winner of this fight, Adrian Braun and Mike Garcia. So, uh, something else. You know, the, the thing is right now, Terrence Crawford's a champion. You yeah. know, and he's about to unify the titles. Most likely, he's gonna win all the belts. Supposedly, where it is on the street, he's going up to 47, and all the belts will be scattered around. So, you know, we'll see from there. Tell, take it from me, from from business perspective, a guy who's made his name already in boxing is gonna avoid you. You're gonna get. Mm -hmm. the, the way your name is going to come up You're going to get the losers of these fights Yeah Because the losers of these fights Are going to have to take a different kind of risk to come up And they're going to have to take yeah. on and up and come The winners of these fights Unfortunately the way it happens Is they try to fight each other and Yeah And make more money Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Exactly the, When you become a loser in these fights mm -hmm. Now you got to try to You got to try to up your way back Because no, none of the top guys Are going to fight you against so you got to fight a guy like you Yeah So most likely You wind up with a situation Where you get a guy like You get a guy like A loser like some, a, yeah. Maybe you'll get Ndongo or something Or maybe you yeah. know Something Ricky like that Burns Ricky Ndongo. Burns or something Somebody, yeah, you know, somebody and like And those that. look good on your record you know, Yeah Champions always look good on your record And mm -hmm. obviously you'll take those With a smile as well You know exactly. and, uh, How old are you now? I'm 28 Twenty. So you're still young Still got the uh, Right in the prime of your career man So you're ready to make that move man We look forward to seeing a lot of you And uh, look forward to seeing you on TV man yeah. More show boxing yeah, More show yeah. time Right back Who do you like I got Adrian Brown. What yeah. about you? It's tight, man. It's tight. I, I think it's tight. I, 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 I have a hard time You've been in figuring out how Mikey will be at the weight. You know what I mean? It's going to depend on how Mikey will be at the weight. It's a weight class he's never fought at. I, I think Mikey is a more consistent guy overall, mm -hmm. inside the ring even. Yeah. With AB, he's a bit inconsistent. He goes through entire rounds where he's not throwing any punches and mm -hmm. whatnot, so he's a bit inconsistent. But... He's been at that weight, you know, and, and that's he's the been thing. bigger than yeah, that. He's bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. He's been bigger than that, and he's been very successful at that weight. So that's why, to me, this fight's so intriguing, mm -hmm. um, and I can see both guys, uh, you know, having success. But we'll see, man. I just hope I, ha I hope to have a great fight, man. Let us yeah. know where we can find you too. Yeah, we can find champion. Media. Everything Earl Spence, is. Um, I haven't seen champ. <laughs> everything is Regis Program at yeah. Regis Program on everything. Everything at yeah. Regis Program on all your social media. Yeah, well, we look cool. forward to seeing more of you. We yeah. look forward hopefully to following your career. Next time we, we get you back on, you're a champ at that point. Yeah, hopefully. So. Good and, luck, and stay hungry, man. Yeah. It's the way got to be. It. Got you it. got it. We got another champ. Another champ in the house. Killer. What up? Errol Spence. Strap Yeah, you're having some year. You're having some couple of man, months. Man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I can't complain. All right, man. Enjoying being a champ. How's it feel not being? There was always so much expectation of your career, but now yeah. you obviously have come over the hump of that getting that world title. 
How do you feel? Um, I feel great. Um, you know, I still haven't accomplished my ultimate goal, and that's that's to become undisputed welterweight champion of the world. <laughs> you know, so you know, I'm not I'm not content at all. Are you, you gonna know? be? Are you still gonna be hounding these guys and trying to get these fights? Oh, definitely. That's what I want. You know, I want to <laughs> fight the top names. I want to beat everybody in my division and make it clear that I'm the best welterweight in the world. <laughs> What'd you think of that Pacquiao Horn fight? Um. You know, I think Pacquiao's kind of was shelling himself a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it was an old Pacquiao. Pacquiao mm -hmm. would have destroyed him within mm -hmm. five rounds easy. Mm -hmm. You know, but, um, you know, Jeff Horn, he's a dog, man. He showed yeah. he has true grit. That way, yeah, he was, I remember he was mentioned in fighting you uh, yeah. for, for, the, for the vacant title at one time, right? Or it was a vacant, yeah, he was world, a vacant yeah. world title that was mentioned. Or well, in the he was supposed to be my mandatory. Oh, he's supposed to be mandatory. But he, he went the Pacquiao route. Nah, he was supposed to be my mandatory before Kell Brook. Oh. But they had went they had went past him. That's why I fought Bundu, because he was ranked Oh, lower. he was supposed to be Eliminator. Yeah, he oh, me. Yeah. yeah, 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 for the Eliminator, and yeah. he skipped over. I guess yeah. it paid off for him now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better off. Sometimes, sometimes it's the move you make outside the ring yeah. that counts more than the move you make inside the ring. Yeah, he skipped me, so, yeah. you know. Paid off for him. Yeah. So what, uh, what's next for you, man? Are you looking to fight it before the end of the year? I, mean, I know there's a, a, a little bit of TV dates that people have to search for yeah. and look for. I mean, what, what's the schedule with you, man? Uh, I, I, what, do you, what do you think if, if you I know what you want to do. Obviously, yeah. I know you want to fight. But if you think you will fight again this year? Yeah, I definitely want to fight October, November. No, uh, October, you November. know, my super fight for me is Keith Thurman. But, of course. You know, he's supposed to be out, you know, with a with an elbow injury, so he won't come back to early 2018. I feel like I waited too long for the Kell Brook fight. That was like nine months. Yeah. So I'm not waiting on anybody. Plus, you probably, when you're a champion, you want to make that defense, yeah. and you maybe you make a homecoming defense or something. That was either so homecoming enough. or you know I'll fight here. Mm -hmm. You know, really, you know, to me, you know, it don't matter. Mm -hmm. I want to make the homecoming just to give my fans something and my fan base. But it's back time for home. that. But it's time for that. You know, right now I want to fight the big names, get my fan base out there. Mm -hmm. And turn into that superstar. You so want to fight the first, huh? You want to fight the first? The first chance you get. Oh yeah, the first <laughs> chance I get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching. I'm, I'm, I'm watching your fight. I mean, it, amazing, amazing fight. Both guys for me. I I was really like, I don't know who's gonna win yeah. this one. And after the fight, after you dominate like that, you said. You gave yourself like a B. Yeah. I'm like, so what happens if he gives himself an A? Does it? Does the guy, the other guy, was, die? And, and was I mean, you giving? <laughs> a, was, was you giving yourself a B minus like that? Was it? Was that? Was that partially to do with him, or do you think you could have actually done even more with with what you saw in front of you that night? Yeah, like me watching the fight, I was like, man, I made it a lot harder than you know yeah. what it's supposed to be, <laughs> you know. You know, me knowing what I know now, I feel like, you know, I'd have, I'd just, I'd have walked through him and would have stopped him probably like in the sixth, fifth round. And, and, and you know what it is? Every fight is an experience. And yeah. every fight it makes you better. Yeah. That's why you have some of these fights too. It's not just about getting paid and about making your name. It's also about taking the experience and gelling it inside yeah. you and making you a better fighter for the next fight. Yeah, the next I think it, it, helped me a lot. it helped me a lot, especially fighting in that kind of environment yeah. with those many fans and just going through the whole experience And for against two weeks. one of the best fighters. Yeah. Like... I, I don't think people really appreciate it enough. You know, I don't think enough people knew Kel yeah. to say, like, damn, Errol beat the best guy, yeah. you know, because he had the belt and, you you know, you were the number one guy. Showtime Sean Porter in the house. Show, hey, grab I, I wasn't going to say that. Not just going to tune in. It's, you know, this, is, this is a fight that a lot of people might be talking about yeah. in the future uh, as well. talk about it all the time. Yeah. They was talking about it yesterday. <laughs> I was doing an interview. Sean, Sean what do you what do you, you, think, you guys think you'll be seeing each other in any part of each other soon? I don't know how soon. That's what I told the interviewer yesterday. I said, shoot, don't you want to don't you want to see him get one title defense before you <laughs> fight somebody like me? <laughs> you know what it is, man. Fans get greedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. You know, from a fighter, greedy now. 
from a fighter perspective, yeah. I understand, though. Fans, they don't yeah. understand any BBC of that. PBC been, been, been throwing it yeah. up. Fans think fighters run on batteries. Like, yeah. you know, have a tough fight. Have another tough fight. <laughs> have another tough right, fight. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good way of showing your career. I tell you what, though, man. We, we both blessed. And this, this, this guy right here went out and did something really extraordinary to me uh, out there in, in Sheffield a few months back. And uh, I think the world is definitely looking to see him getting back in the ring real soon. As am I. And well, I think a lot of the lot of We hope to see boxes. both you guys in the ring, yeah, either yeah. against each other or, or yeah. up against the other top welterweights. Yeah. You know, I think the, the welterweight division in general is, a, is an exciting weight class to be a part of yeah. for you guys. And it's an exciting weight class to watch for us. Yeah, yeah. it's packed yeah. right now. So, for sure. Yeah, it's packed. And it, it, it's, it's, it's always one of boxing's premier weight classes yeah. throughout history. And uh, I think this generation yeah. is no different. For yeah. sure. I think you guys are both in, I'm sure you guys are both in solid talks right Right now, looking forward to, to move forward, whether it's against each other or not. And you know, obviously, you can't you can't say if it's not solidified. You guys have a date. You, you have something that you know they're, around about. They're supposed to tell me everything tomorrow, and I'm supposed to be able to make that announcement tomorrow on show. Wish it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah, <laughs> we have something to talk about. I've heard some stuff. I'll let Sean talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I told my dad so I don't want to do no interviews. He said, "Why?" Did I said, "I ain't got nothing to say." <laughs> well, you know how Al is. Al's like, "I'm gonna let you rest a little bit." Yeah. So I haven't talked to Al yet. At all, so hopefully I call out. He, call, he called you and said, "Just keep doing what you're doing." Yeah, like, Sam gonna call you. <laughs> Sam, Brad. Sam gonna call. Brad, Brad gonna call you. Brad gonna reach out to you about yeah. next week. Yeah. So. <laughs> No, hopefully I'll ring my line and, and give me an exact date. But I'm looking for me look, in my head. I'm looking for October, November. Uh, so you looking? I mean, there's rumors of uh, November fourth being the Deontay Wilder card with a Luis Ortiz in New York. Yeah. Would you Would you want to be a part of that? Oh, wow. Yeah, I definitely want to be yeah. a part of that. Yeah, that's Barclays Center card right yeah. there. So that, that, that might be an opening. Because as far as I'm, I'm hearing rumors that that might be the, a fight that might come to Barclays Center November fourth. And you know people. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Know some people that know some people that rob some people. Right? <laughs> that, that, you fought at Barclays before. Yeah, I fought uh, I think actually Algeria. I was there. Yeah. And Oh, even prior to that. Yeah, the yeah. Coming up. Yeah, I was holding your nephew while you were fighting. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Errol's <laughs> in New York. People yeah, don't realize yeah. that. They don't realize yeah. that. I, have, I was I born in Long Island. He's like yeah. Michael Jordan. He was yeah. born in New York, and but then he left. <laughs> then he left. Yeah. He's born here. Yeah, I was born here. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a, gi he's a Giants fan. Yeah. yeah, he's a Giants he don't, fan. He don't sound like he was born here. He don't sound like he was born here. too early to sound like he was born here. You can't spell Dallas without the two L's. Dallas fan, so I hate the Giants. I can't believe. How can you be born you in New York? You can't spell Dallas. Can't listen to me. You, you know can't what's spell crazy? Dallas you know, without you know those crazy? two L's. You know what's crazy though? Well, you know what's crazy? What's crazy is, if, at his age, have you even seen the, the Dallas Cowboys win a Super Bowl? I yeah, you seen them win shit. <laughs> I seen them win a lot of shit when I was a kid. Like, when I was a kid, I used to hate them. They I was like, wow. But, but that was a long Troy time Troy retirement party. <laughs> See, if you were a Giants fan, you'd be enjoying your adult life a lot better. Oh, wow. You would have seen them win a couple of Super Bowls. Shit, I'll tell you what. What are you talking about? Hey, I'm going to go to Sam myself. I'm a Browns fan. But every year, every year, I'm like, shoot, I can't wait for the football season. The Browns just called OJ when they heard he got out. They're like, yo, we'll sign you to a one-year deal. The Browns have no hope. So I, I would, <laughs> and I feel bad for Cleveland Browns because they were the Baltimore Ravens and they Baltimore went and won two Super Bowls. Brown has no hope. We talking boxing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, they could this they win a season this year. Come on now, I need that in my life. Start with you a game. You have to wait a little longer for that one. 
Hey, listen. If 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 my if my Browns lose and my fantasy football team lose, I'm crushed. <laughs> like you, right, we need one to hit. We need one to hit the jackpot. Y'all think Sean is a nice guy? Like I'll be so emotionally like just. Strong, have you like, have you been to a game a Browns game? Like, you oh sat yeah. Dog pound. Oh yeah. You sat, you sat oh, dog yeah. Pound? Every year. Every oh, year. Oh man. Last year. We need some pictures. I couldn't get to <laughs> dog pound. I couldn't get to a home game last year. I went to a Redskins game. Oh, you went to the Redskins. Yeah, I went to a Redskins game. Red, dog pound travels? No, no they no. don't. You gotta sit in the dog pound. And we want so we not hashtag dog pound on social media. I got media. you. I got you. This year I'm gonna do that. This year I'm gonna do that. And we see you at a Cowboys Giant. We play you guys twice a year. We we'll catch you we'll in one of these games. Of, don't you play opening, it. The opening, first game. Opening game. First and then the last game, right? And then the last one is like December 30th yeah, or something. Yeah. All right. We'll catch you in the make cold. Make friendly bit too, right. man. <laughs> <laughs> catch you in the cold. Was it, it's in New York. The, the one in New York is in December, right? The September is in yeah. Dallas? Yeah. Oh, you guys got to play the win, fucking man. ice. Zeke you got to play the ice December 30th in New York. Zeke the man, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can't front on that. He is good. You can't front on that. I don't care what kind of fan you is. You got to be I'm going to give a coming to America. Zeke is a bad motherfucker. He's young. I don't know how old he was, but he's a bad motherfucker. Can't front on that. <laughs> Even as already, like one year, his highlights are just ridiculous. Uh, in yeah, one year, kid, uh, yeah. All right, let's try to finish it up with some boxing. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. Since we finished up with boxing, what's going on with, with Conor McGregor? I heard you. Oh, you working with media. I got you. I heard you. Sean went media on me. Put him in the hot seat. Man, Sean went media on me. It's the same question. I can't discuss camp to that degree. No, no, no. You know everything stays in camp. Are you in camp with him? No, I watched. Them, uh, Thursday, okay. And then uh, I w they knew I was leaving Monday, and but we they skipped over me Saturday. Y'all can't so see his eyes; so, it didn't so go well. Can he punch? He punches decent, you know. Like it's not, um, it's not like um, my god power. You know, it's you know I've sparred guys with 16 ounce gloves that yeah. had my god power. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I've sparred like I'm here with mom, and <laughs> and, and let's be real, Paulie is Paulie, so yeah. Paulie ain't getting hit all yeah. like that. You yeah. know what I mean? But, but you know, yeah, you know, you get hit. But I get it. That makes sense to, to and, look and, like and, you for for Floyd. That makes sense. You know, but what I'm saying is, you know, I've sparred. I can't compare eight ounce power, so like I can't compare True. him to like what I felt from you showing True. you. I fought you eight ounce gloves. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I can't True. compare Cotto because I fought with eight ounce, eight yeah. ounce gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I fought with sixteen ounce gloves, and and guy and and then Connor, I sparred with sixteen ounce gloves. I can compare it to those. 16 ounce power for sure. and it's been I felt oh my god power even for 16 ounces yeah. from certain guys and, and Connor has good power but it's yeah. not oh my god power it's yeah. not like Man, like she, you know what I mean? Like yeah. like, yeah, you know, it doesn't change your life around from when you when you get hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 some guys have that power even with sixteen ounce gloves. Hey, hey, and, hey uh, put this on the record for everybody too. Just because you in Kent with him, mm -hmm. don't mean you you mm -hmm. going for you pulling for him. You know, I'm I'm there as a I'm I'm just there uh, doing my part. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and and I'm I'm I try to be as neutral as possible. Yeah. and just be my part. And also, and just because you in Kent with somebody doesn't mean you hang out with them. Either. Exactly. You know what I mean, like like exactly. I, I sparred Thursday. Um, I was told we were gonna box Saturday as well, and then we didn't box Saturday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, take that as you want. Take that as what you want to do. You yeah, know, yeah. To, to how you want to take it. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, and I'm sure I'll box this coming week. Um, but Connor trains and then he goes home. You know, and yeah. the sparring partners go about their own their own business too. You know, yeah. so it's not like the kind of camp where we're hanging out. I mean, you try to do your part. You try to do the best you can, and then uh, everybody goes about their business. You oh, know, yeah. he's got his training team. I'm not part of the training team, man. Everybody seems to think like, oh, he's <laughs> yeah. this mastermind, yeah, yeah. this great <laughs> traitor. Camp. Right. It's, it's not like <laughs> that. Yeah, that's why I wanted. Nobody's deferring to me. That's why I said I want to put that on the record. Yeah, you know, just because you're you're training with the guys. Yeah, nobody. You're not saying like this is how you beat Floyd. Yeah, yeah. This no, but nobody's deferring to me with the game plans. And we all. 
have our, we all have our, yeah. our part to play in this. Yeah, in this, exactly. You know, and I, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying being a part of it because, you know, I've gotten to do the press tour. I've got to see that firsthand. Then I get to uh, be in camp and I see, get to see that firsthand. And then I get to, um, I get to uh, work the fight on fight night. You get to see that firsthand. You know, so it's an enjoyable experience, you know, and I wish both of those fighters the best and to the best that, that their ability to make all the money they can and get all the sales they can and, yeah. and have, a, have a, a, a night of their lives and yeah. whatnot. But, yeah. you know, I'm a part of it in my own little way. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade or not yeah. trying to do anything like that. Yeah. Point, we got two champions here. What do you guys think about the fight? Uh, me, I think it's just, it's just entertainment. I think it's pure entertainment. Um, I don't think it's so so much for the hardcore boxing fans, just for the you know for the, the for the people who dab, just dabble in it. And how's it going to end? I mean, Floyd's going to win, of course. I mean, you know, sometimes Floyd, even though he's beating the fighter's ass, you know, he'll box and run around the ring. But hopefully, you know, the floor is coming there that means business and stops them. So so we'll see. I think it's up to Floyd how it's going to end. Yeah, I, sure I feel the can. same way. I think uh, even the, the 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 boxing fan that says I'm not supporting this, I'm not buying it. That clock hit eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah. You gonna buy? You yeah, gonna you buy? You're gonna watch the Wayne on Sports Center the day before. <laughs> this, you'll buy it. This fight has something that uh, not many fights have, and there's there's a a level of curiosity that is you can't really uh, measure. You know what I mean? So the night of the fight, it's gonna be exactly that uh, entertaining show that everybody wants to see. Uh, I feel a lot like Earl Spence here. I feel like Floyd is gonna take over and, and do what he always does. But you know, if he if he really wants to to you know prove that you know the boxers are better than the MMA fighters, he stops Conor McGregor. Yeah. Outside of that, he's just gonna do what, what he always does. Oh, hopefully, it's, hopefully, it's more entertaining than Muhammad Ali did this. If, I don't know if you guys remember. He did something with the, with the, the WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Antonio yeah. Noki just laid on his back for 15 and, rounds. I think yeah. a lot of people forgot what what, uh, what Floyd did with the Big Show back in the day. Yeah, right? yeah. WWE. Yeah. I think Bro, what did also, he did. But what do you guys? Because I've been dealing with a lot of like casual fans, like everybody wants to know my opinion on. Do you guys yeah. get that too? Oh, yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. I, we get that about everything, though. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, but I mean, but this I, fight I, in particular. I, I hate getting asked that. Like, who's who you think? I, get, I, I hate getting asked who's going to win. <laughs> yeah, that just, that no, but what, what I've been finding frustrating is I've been at uh, up until up until yesterday parking my car in front of my house. Somebody random drive by, just you know, I, I'm just getting these random people, but. I, Yo, find them, I, find, I find them I find them like they want to ask questions but then they want to answer their own questions yeah, like yeah. they don't want to know what I think yeah, they, they yeah. don't want, like they ask me questions but then they, they argue like, like, no they don't even argue they just answer their own questions like I mean like like this guy yesterday he's like his left hand so he's just hard right and I'm like yeah, yeah. my guy's alright you know and I'm like he's like He's like, what do you think? He goes, he's going to knock him. He asked me what I think. He goes, what do you think? He's going to knock him out in like four rounds because he's going to knock. And I'm like, I guess. Oh, you know, who, you know <laughs> who's like that? You're going to answer it. The right? Manny Pacquiao fans are like that. The <laughs> Filipino getting, fans are like that. They're so worried about him. They're like, oh, what do you think? You think Manny? You think Manny? I'm like, yeah, I think it's his power. And they would have asked It's speed, right? I'm like, yeah, all that, all that. You know? yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like, if you want to answer the question, I'll give you my answer. But don't ask me if you want to answer it yourself. Right, now, right. You can have that conversation right. by yourself. This is you know? what you do when they just ask. Look you in just the say mirror. What you talk yeah. to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You just say what you think. They want to. I think they just want a confirmation of it. And yeah. whether you agree with it or not, everybody want to hear it. Yeah. Everybody do. Right. I'm, at, I'm at the barbershop and they're asking me about Canelo and Triple G. And everybody's going for Canelo except one guy. I said, I think Triple G could get. It. Thank you, man. That's all I needed, man. That's all I needed to hear. He got put, coming from you. Listen, he said, I said, I he said, I put a hundred dollars on here with everybody. Now I feel comfortable. <laughs> he's all right. from the 
chair. Yeah, now, now I got to turn my head back around and get my haircut thing. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I might have cost this right, guy like Right, right, right. He yeah, tried to one. double down. <laughs> the only thing I don't like the question being asked, they say, what if Conor McGregor hits Floyd? Like, Floyd never been hit before. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow. been hit harder. Like, sure I don't know. Been hit harder, like, I don't know if Conor hits him. Like, it's not you don't think he ever got hit before? But that's a, no, but what I'm saying is, that they had that's the problem. They had everybody thinking like it's this it's this godlike power. Yeah. Like it's this thing this thing you never felt in your life before. Yeah. And like I said, if you have that kind of power, you'll yeah. feel it even in sixteen ounce gloves. Like he's like Julian Jackson. Or partners. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, I'll tell you what, it's the kind of power where I'm not gonna put my head out and say hit me as many times as you right. want because I'll feel it that yeah. way. Right. But otherwise, it's not like I could jump right back. Sixteen ounce goals, I could jump right back on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it literally won't make a difference. With ten ounce goals, it may get your attention. It, it, <laughs> it, could, it might put you might put you on your ass, but it's not a guarantee to put you on your yeah, ass. Right. It's like it's like that kind of power workout. Yeah. You don't want to get hit clean, but it's it's grown man. I tell people it's grown man power. It's yeah. not super. It's not superpower, but it's right. grown man power. Right. And a lot of people have grown man power. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's the bottom line. He, but you know, he's working on other things. I can't get into the game plan and details, but he's working on other things. And those are the other. I think it's the other things. If he, if Connor is going to be successful at all in this fight yeah. it's the other things that have to come into play not yeah. the big left hand because the big left hand is i'm not gonna say severely overrated because it's decent but it's severely overrated because yeah. people think it's more than what it is so it, like it, it's Arrow gonna take said, other like things Floyd to, to talk about it before i mean yeah are you are you are you looking to see him do that in the fight is he gonna switch and and oh, do you see, think? That's the thing i, I can't i don't want to get into it okay, okay, you know okay, okay i mean okay, but okay, but okay. you know it's okay. a it is because i know you know from the mma stuff they you know they they're more square than anything. They're working on a lot of stuff. All right, you know, all right. But I think it's big. We're trying to get to it. Throw, throw them off. They're working on a lot of stuff. But try to knock, knock them off. Let me get out of here, man. I'm going to get you in trouble. It's great to have the champs here, man. It's great to have them on the show. Errol Spence, Sean Porter. Good to see you all. Maybe one day we'll see you guys inside the ring against each other, man. It's been great. Junior Jones. Poison Junior Jones. Get over here. Poison, get over here. Junior Jones is here. Let, let's get let's get poisoning in on this. This this, this guy. You know how many ass whoopers I took from this guy when I was coming up. Man, Junior, sit down, Junior. Don't sit down. I learned to box sparring this guy, man. This guy, this guy was part a big part of my learning process. Poison Junior Jones, two wins over Mark Antonio Barrera. Barrera was undefeated back when Barrera was. Was Barrera? I mean, tiger back, then, back when he was a tiger, he was a killer. People, Junior went into the fight. People gave him no hope, and not, Junior Listen, stopped him I was with that big ass right hand that I tasted. Ninety one. I was ninety nine to one That big ass right hand that I tasted many times in sparring, and I know with eight ounce gloves, Listen, don't let it makes a big you. difference. Don't let Paulie fool you. He got sting in his punch. Some punches. <laughs> Got a little sting in it. Yeah, I was. That was the man. I tell you, I'll I'll give you the story. You guys a story, but me and Junior Jones. I used to spar. I started sparring Junior when I was about seventeen years old. Every day. And every we were sparring every day. I mean, I used to go home with some headaches and whatnot. But man, I, I had to make up for lack of experience, you know. And, and I'll tell you, and Junior was not a nice person in there, man. He was, listen, he was, listen, Paulie made me sick. Your style was like you didn't have a style. <laughs> I didn't have a style yet. Yeah, I was just trying to do whatever I could. Yeah, but it was, you see. Cement, yeah, much worse. It's, it's, it's the job be crazy. At that time, I was very athletic, but I hadn't had my fundamentals down pat yet, so I was I had yeah. to learn. But that job be crazy. 
sparring with Poison Junior Jones was one of my learning okay, experiences. I couldn't even hit the dude sometimes. <laughs> but, but years later, you know, when I when I'm gonna become a world champion and whatnow, you look back on experiences like this. Now, 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 I was spot you now. I mean, back then, but you look back on the experiences and you know, I look back on things and those were things that made me learn and made me the fighter I became. And how many times has Junior come in your locker room before you're about to walk out? To watch, to watch Paulie grow from yeah. from what I said as a kid to where he was where he's now is like it's incredible to watch it man like you see somebody establish himself from nothing and they become more than just that something is such a way to look at it's, it's been a fun ride and looking up to guys like Junior uh, you know it was uh, it was and getting to learn from guys like Junior you guys gotta understand Gleason's gym at the time when I started Not boxing was, was a killer place it, also look at this way you got a guy who he tell you in the beginning yeah he didn't have a style it was worse than Prince of Mid but the more the more he, he got he gets stuck with most guys would have quit by the mind you know I keep getting hit and this started, started, but he stuck with it. Stuck with it. Yeah, yeah, I had a dream, man. I, I, I was determined, man. And I, and I actually liked it. I didn't like the headaches and, and some of the beans I caught early on, but you got to go through your knocks to get better, you know? And, no, but, but like I said, if people can experience, like, just experience what I experienced. I mean, you actually see it. You experience it. How I was going to me to do it, and I have to hit them all over the place sometimes. But sometimes <laughs> there's days where I can't even tell you to drive me crazy sometimes. And then I was got to like, yo, this dude, he got to wear this damn style. <laughs> and then, 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 then you see what he accomplished through the years to what it is today. It's like incredible. It's like, You're there for the whole ride. No, nah, but, but to see somebody who who just just got better at, at, and became a world champion, like when you see something like that, and a guy really couldn't fight at first. He, he just <laughs> did whatever came natural. And yeah. then over the years, he learned and got better with the gloves. And it's like, when you see that, you see that, it's like... It's, I mean, my hat goes off to you, man. I mean, Thanks, it's, it's, it's really, you. I couldn't have done it without you, man. I mean, you're you're part of the ride, man. You made several Hall of Fame fighters. It's, 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 it's we'll incredible. We'll incredible. see. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, though. I wouldn't it's, have been able to do it without you. It's going to happen. Trust me. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to have this but, ride but, without you, but man. But the thing is, like I said, um, what I see was incredible. Like I said, and then I, I can be the one who said I really experienced the ride with him from from from, from, from day from, one from when he first started day one absolutely towards that now it's like it's, it's like truly incredible I, mean, I wouldn't spot him now but I mean because I'm about to hit him hard at her <laughs> I, I ain't trying to spar either now man <laughs> once I'm done with this next month of McGregor man I'm chilling out we got Dave Diamante joining us now Dave Diamante who is the voice of the Brooklyn Nets in inside the arena? Yeah, the, voice the, the, the voice of boxing. The voice on boxing. I was gonna get to that. A voice on boxing. He's, he just worked the way in. Now, Dave, what's up, man? What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Good to see you guys. Uh, I'm doing great. Petey, Pauly, Junior. Good great voice, you, man. man. Thank you, brother. Oh, yeah, but let me add this before, before we even start. I think, honestly, in my opinion, I think Dave is truly the best announcer out here in sports, whether it's boxing, basketball. I mean, I think he's, he's getting much more gigs. I, mean, I paid Junior 20 bucks to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also the grind. It was I worth remember, it. First fight, I first fight, first fight I, uh, Dave worked in my fight was my fight with Edna Cherry. Yes, it's I remember like, it's that. It's been a decade now. Man. Yeah, that was at the Hammerstein Ballroom, I think, in Manhattan Center. Yeah, it's been a decade. It was on HBO. Yeah, they fight. Yeah, wow. That was my first fight after yeah. the Miguel. You still Cotto remember? Fight. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, because okay. I've never seen him before, really. <laughs> maybe I'd seen him maybe vaguely, but I'd never worked a fight of mine. You yeah. know, Dave has a very unique yeah, but look. your memory is good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice way to put it. Unique. Yes, yeah. I. Unique. Well, you know what? It's because early in my career, when I used to have the crazy outfits and the crazy hair, I used right. to do it for that reason too. Sure. I mean, people are not going to remember the name Malinaji, so I got to. I'm going right. to have to do something really crazy. I'm going to disagree with that. There's no way, even without the outfits, my things. 
you fought enough people, guys who was, I mean, top rated. I mean, yeah, at a certain point. You, you, but yeah, but, but yeah, but there's certain things you. There's, there's not really on that people remember, people remember what you did last. Yeah. And what you did last, I, I think you can't forget it. I, yeah. I don't care whether it's the office, they can't remember. Even so, if you lost a fight, you, you, you fought your hard, you gave him, you gave, you gave, him, you gave him a fight, and you never quit, never ran, you was always in the fight. So people, people, and bias what we admire most. Fighters who fight, but today to me, fighters are scared to get stopped. My mate, when I first turned pro, my, my job was, my mate was, if I lose a fight, I told my trainer that I get knocked out, I get stopped. It's a decision. I don't want to lose my decision. Every fight I lost, except for one, I lost, I lost my decision. I know right then. Well, tell about, tell us about your first world title win, Jorge Alicia Julio. You went down in that fight. You had to get up off the canvas. The first world, world title. First of all, the feeling of your first world title is always Why special. Why we got bringing that one down? But, the bitch that because, <laughs> because you talk about because you talk about the fact that you talk about the fact that you have to you have to you wanted to win by no, no, knockout. No, no, you wanted to win no, by no, knockout no, or lose by no, knockout. That but that step, fight, that you went down step, and you got off. The first time I went down, and when I went down, I went down. I mean, I got up. Uh, I felt like honestly, I felt like you ever like been dreaming. You wake up. I felt like this was yeah. real. So when I got knocked down, I know that feeling. By the way, yeah, I got I, I, you, it's a very specific yeah, feel. You feel like you're in a dream. You can't. You get it's, it's, it's a like, weird cloud. Yeah, it's not. It's like it's not really happening. So I'm. Thinking, but you can function. It's a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, but when I got knocked down, I thought that that uh, this wasn't really happening. Yeah. So when I got up, on that day I fought off a just just instinct. And I did. I just do puns. Yep. I didn't none the trainer said. I didn't. I just yep. for events. And it's crazy because I thought God I was knocked him out. And I got out the bell ring. <laughs> and the thing was, I was just I was just fighting for instinct because I, I didn't know whether it was really happening. Like, I had been down in my life. So when I went down, it felt like it wasn't. I think. I think. Yeah. No, I know the feeling. It's weird for people at home to understand, but it's a weird feeling. You feel like you're literally on a cloud, like it, it, not a good cloud, but like no, you, no, no, you feel, you feel like you're not in reality. Exactly. Then, like it's a weird alternate first reality. Time, first time I got hit, and a guy actually, I felt numb. A guy hit me, I, my whole body, I, I really felt numb. I couldn't, I couldn't remember. Then after the fight, it was so crazy because this interview, I, mean, I couldn't remember nothing. I will say I this: We're talking about sparring feeling. junior. I actually sparred junior. Oh yeah, also. Yeah. 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 I think was sparring story for junior. Yeah. Everybody, I, junior, I, man, you spar everybody I have like sparred that. junior Jones. Yeah, <laughs> sparred day, yeah. Day. Brotherhood boxing. Box? Yeah, uh, yeah. it was years ago. It was years ago. Um, was, was it junior in his prime? It wasn't in his prime, no. no. They, they dropped no. him. But, but he, <laughs> well, he did have a hard time because I got a long jab. So <laughs> I'll tell you, man. I've got a long jab. And he actually, you know what he taught me? This is what he taught me about the jab. He said, imagine you got $100 sitting out there, okay? So you want to go grab that $100. How are you going to get it? You're just going to, and, and imagine there's a fire around it. You know, it's on fire, but you want it. So you got to get it and get out. Yeah, yeah. So that's how he, so he just kept seeing $100 that. on his forehead. <laughs> that's right. That's I did. <laughs> bink, bink, bink. All right, stepping around. No, but really, I mean, like I said, I think my point is like incredible. Like I said, because when you, you really saw some some mature out in front of you, it's, it's beautiful to see. Have you seen a guy, and probably you can contest to it. Poi couldn't fight to save his life. <laughs> I started boxing late, guys. That's the, my, my first day in the gym at 16. But the thing was, the, was the mind was, every day he stuck with he sparred with guys, and then he got better than he won the glove. Once he won the gloves, that was a wrap. I, now I couldn't do what I used to do. He was confident and trained the stars. And so my thing was, to watch him grow and to watch him turn from a boy to a man was like incredible. When you actually see somebody with no skills, got all the skills now, they, they possibly all the fame. It's like... It's, it's incredible work ethic, right? It's, it's and making the most out of what yeah. you had, not, which is which is big, that, which is big. He believed in himself. He believed in himself. And I mean, people saw this guy. So look at this guy. It, it, he just never fed into it. He just kept going with it, kept sticking with it, and then 
look what happened. Champion of the world. Been a ride, man. Been a ride. Yep. Dave, why don't you tell us how, how did you get started in, uh, in ring announcing and whatnot? It tell got us a started. About your, your background. I just I love boxing and I was training and I just really realized, you know. You had a voice for it. I had the voice for it. You know, I said, how do I stay in the sport, you know, without getting a Dane Bramage? Yeah, and, uh, and I always champ. I always loved the ring announcers. I love the pageantry of the ring announcers. You know, the old guys like you, Mark Biro and Ed Darien. You complete the whole pageantry of everything. You know well, I mean? absolutely. It's yeah. you're, you're kind of the liaison between the fighters and the crowd. Chuck Hall. And, Chuck you know, Hall, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. these old the older guys, they were amazing. And I, I just I grew up loving it. But I, another couple of guys, though, what I like about Dave with the announcing is I think – what makes it special is he's original. Most announcers, they always take some of this guy, take some of this guy. Right. They, he's, he's original. My thing is, his voice is unique. And yeah. man, he came out with the fight starts now. I thought that was incredible. Everybody was like, let's get ready to rumble. Mm-hmm. He thought the fight starts now. I thought that was like the most yeah. hottest and it's also, thing. Just, besides that's the saying, it's just your, your, your whole aura. It has to be a bit different. There's so many ring announcers, but sure. if somebody's able to stick out, and sometimes you're able to stick out just because of your natural who you are, right. either your natural voice or your natural image. You have a lot of natural image or natural voice, obviously. But like, even somebody like Chuck Hall looks average, but Chuck Hall wasn't average. You he know was I mean? not he stuck average, out, right? Stuck out somehow, some way to where you really want it. Wow, this guy's good. So, it's something about him made him good. Absolutely. You, know? so, so I, it, I you need believe- to be a little bit different. But you can't be trying to be different. It's just got to be a it's part of be, your aura. It's got to be organic. Yes. It has to be organic. Yes. And, and to me, it's always been like no, that. But, if you but, try too hard, it's it's you're cooked. Yeah. And the other thing, too, for me, which I hope really does show for the fans, is that I truly am passionate about the fight game. And I really love it. So I am excited about these fights. And I want that to translate. And I think it does. Um, but that's, that's and, I think, and, the best and, thing and that I do. Also, it's like when Dave announces that to me, he does with passion with you. Most guys announce his but he does like, he really, you can see, he really enjoys. He knows the fighters. Yeah, he, he knows. But like, he enjoys, he just enjoys it. He just enjoys announcing the fight and just being out there and just with the crowd and just using his voice. And most fight, most announcers, they, they got a gimmick with the, you, you need something. He yeah. just does it. And the yeah. passion is important, great. not just for the fans. The passion is important, believe it or not. I mean, I'm sure you can relate to this for the fighter too. Hearing your name announced, by a guy that knows how to do it right, sure. knows how to bring the energy of the crowd, sure. knows how to bring the voice. Like it really, and both at the beginning and both as a winner. Well, That's right. Even when you win, I mean, yep. to be the announced the winner, like. And I remember when I, I got announced my when I won my second world title. Michael Buffer was the announcer. That was always sure. my dream, you know. And, and I won my second world title, and and, and Buffer was able to, you know. The beginning and after when I won when I became the world champion, you know, it it, it was extra special because. That voice that I heard in head was something about it. You know what I'm saying? And so, it raised something up yeah, inside so, you, yeah. Yeah, you know, and then the announcer has, the ring announcer has that ability to do that even within the fighter, the emotion, you know? So people but think about know, it just as a fan but perspective, you, but you even as a see, fighter, Buffalo, you're Buffalo, Buffalo the was good. as well. Absolutely. But you can see, you can see, Buffalo, I, mean, I enjoy Buffalo, I love Buffalo, but you can see the change of the guards. Oh, yeah, so far, absolutely, I see it too. When Buffalo came there, when he came on, you can see, it's like a horse, right? you can see. One pass, you can start seeing oh, yeah. pass and Buffer to the point where Buffer's been great. He's he's actually a good buddy of mine, and he's been so good to me. He really has. Well, I think, I think and he's changed the game. See, I think people also see the the next generation. You know, yes, you know you have to be uh, uh, welcoming to the next generation. Have you always had that not? voice though? That, that you're born you're born with that voice, right? I, mean, <laughs> I was born with it. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. I scared everyone in the in the in the, in the in operating room. What? The? <laughs> no, but you know it's funny. Uh, People always talked about my voice, and I never, I just never put two and two together. I didn't think about it like that. But I was a DJ for a long time, so I was on the mic, 
So I was always by <laughs> we know we know you we, we know, know you DJ days. Oh, I was a DJ, so I was always on the mic. Okay. Okay. We know Dave a lot longer than HBO. Exactly. We we go we go way back. We go way back. I'm doing my first fight next week. What happened? I'm doing my first fight next week. You doing your first fight? Yes. Commentating? Yeah, no, no. I'm the ring announcer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're on the Dave's wing? <laughs> Dave, Dave's he's got one of those hats with the dreads attached. He's going to come on. and Forget that. I got something better. Give us a teaser? You want to give us a teaser? So you did some DJ stuff? and I, I, So I was a DJ, and I was always on the mic, and people people would always, voice. oh, your voice, your voice. And I never put two and two together, but when the ring announcing started to happen, I said, you know, that's really what I want to do. It just started to happen, and you realize, like, the power of it, and it's pretty amazing. So you're also into uh, cigars. I do love cigars. <laughs> yeah, pump up your cigar place, man. I, I, it's the podcast. Huh? Where's your cigar place? Yeah, it's in Brooklyn. It's in Brooklyn. Uh, we've been it open. It's called Diamante's Brooklyn Cigar Lounge. Um, Everybody, you can, if you're in Brooklyn, you like a good cigar, check out Dave's Cigar yeah. Lounge. It's in Fort Greene. It's like close to downtown Brooklyn. It's close to Barclay Center, a couple blocks away. We've had it for uh, eight, nine years, and it's mm. been a ton of fun. A lot of great people come through there. A lot of different events. A lot of great people love a good I mean, cigar. I'm, I'm Absolutely. I remember when Dave first opened the place. Yeah, actually, Junior was at my opening. Junior was at my opening. That is true. We had a huge party. It's still, it's still going strong. It's incredible. Good and actually, stuff. I think I actually took you on the back of my motorcycle. Wait, this oh, is funny. Yeah. Oh, we did. So, so I had Junior on the back of my motorcycle. We're going down the highway. And he says that was the most scared. He goes out of all the fights. I got forget it. He says the most scared I've ever been <laughs> yeah, was being on the back of Diamante's that's the, that's motorcycle. That's the thing about and it scared me too because we were nuts to butts. I didn't like that. I was a little scared. Nuts to butts. You're not pregnant. You're not pregnant, right? I'll tell you something about motorcycles. Though. I, I, I never trust being on the back of somebody. No, 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 me no, I, I, I can drive it and I'll be fine. If I'm driving, I'm good. Actually, you and I, hold on, hold on. I know Petey left the mic, but I remember you. And Petey, in my car, mm -hmm. we were in the Hamptons. Do you remember that? We were driving around. Mm -hmm. We were going clubbing, and we were at a different club. You almost got in a fight because some dude wanted you to take the hat off. And, <laughs> and, and, you were like, and you were like, I'm not taking off my hat. But anyway, Petey was scared because he was like, Dude, we're like deep in the woods, man. Like, what's going on? Like, straight Brooklyn boy. Like, this is scary. Like, no, we need to call a cab, man. This is, I don't know where we are. Do you remember that? This is years ago in the Hamptons, man. We were doing some show out there. It was, uh, that was funny, man. Was the Hamptons is far in territory for Petey. It was, it was. He was like, yo, there's too many trees. Very, very safe job. He drives very good, but he tell you. I got off the bike. I had tears. I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a, a helmet on? No, I, 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 I got, I got, I got off. Right with your face out. I Absolutely. Got, yeah, I got them on like. With that? Uh, no, we're good. Oh, we're good. Right. I just went dead. Yeah. Uh, me too, yeah. We're good? Yeah, we're good. I mean, we're still all right, recording. All right, all right, we're still recording. All right, beautiful. We'll still right, record. Cool. Yeah, when I got right. off, I was like, Dave, I love riding. I just, last week, I just, I just rode through, uh, I was in Vietnam. Uh -huh. I bought a motorcycle. I rode uh, through Vietnam to Cambodia. Uh, and then back to Vietnam. And that's a normal for Dave Diamante, really folks at home. No, that's normal. You. Dave, Dave loves to be a world adventurer. traveler, and he'll, he's I done the running of the bulls, he's yes. done the Egyptian pyramids, and now he's riding motorcycles in Vietnam. In How Vietnam. did you get a motorcycle to Vietnam? Did you rent it? No, I bought it. I bought it. I you, went to you, Vietnam. And I you bought, bought a the bike. Yeah, I had to buy it because if you're taking it across out of the country, you have to oh. own it. So I bought the bike. And then you I went to Cambodia. It. I came back. Vietnam? I sold it back. I, wow. I sold it back. I just you did that. You are crazy. You are crazy, dude. It's amazing. I sold it back. He bought it. He went to Vietnam, bought a motorcycle, <laughs> they, they drove to Cambodia, and sold it back. That's Brooklyn. And then I just that, did it in hilarious. India. I rode uh, up to, to the Pakistani border and all the way up to Kashmir. 
and then I came back. You and see, I the sold Pakistani white. border is probably a border I would probably want to stay away from these days, Dave. I don't yeah, know. no, it's it's actually they say it's the second most but, militarized zone in the world. Yeah, it might hit a landmine though. You know what I mean? And then no, no matter how fast your bike is, you're, you're screwed. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. I've got stories that, about that, that too, hilarious. man. That's hilarious story. To be a dog. You drive? You like Harley's? No, I drive bikes. all kinds of bikes. Yeah. Over the years, I've had Harleys. I've had different bikes. Now I've got a couple of I mean, uh, yeah, Suzuki's. I, I have a Ducati. Yeah, I, had a, I, had a, I yeah, still have one of my Jap bikes, actually. I had a, a Yamaha. Yeah, I bought a bike last week. I haven't rode in, nice. in a while. Yeah, I bought a bike last week. Did you? I bought a Bicycle. Hobby, hobby 10 speed. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah. the Schwinn. Third, third gear. Watch out. Now. <laughs> you got the Schwinn. All right, well, I got to get to my production meeting at 3. Otherwise, they're going to fire me from Showtime. So that'll be today's episode, man. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We had a lot of good guests, a lot of great guests. Yeah, we had fun at the way. Episode 100 was definitely one for the books. Definitely one for the books, man. And uh, we hope to bring you more episodes and great great stuff. Uh, keep tuning Tune in to Brooklyn into the to the World tomorrow. on iTunes. Right? Play that it. iTunes. All that. We're, all, we're, on, we're on all that good stuff. Yeah. All right? Take care until next week, folks. Later. I'm trying right. to steal my wallet. <laughs>